This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com. The only place to be in your pop culture world. Come on, come on. It, we call it the uh, the place. The place to be. Yes, the place to be. Then I shall be. It is contagious. It is the place to be, and we are live each and every Monday. Do you actually need a camera for tout, or is it like part of the program? Um, yeah, I like Big Dick myself. I'm just kidding. Do you listen at all when I speak on the show? Party people in the place to be. Yo, yo, place to be is on my side, dude, because you don't want to be the target when I fly the coop. Nah, place to be is on my side, dude, because you don't want to be the target when I fly the coop. Place to be nation proudly presents a powerful pair of pro wrestling pundits. It's JT Rosero. And Scott Criscolo. And this is the place to be Was the night before Christmas and all through the nation, a shitstorm was brewing right before Scott's vacation. Christmas and all through the nation, yeah. A shitstorm was brewing right before Scott's vacation. Now Hulk Hogan had dropped the big leg on Andre the Giant, yeah, and, and secured the one, two, three. I was always number three in the Mega Powers in the Silver Dome. But down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Jim Crockett Jr., along with his brother David Crockett, Dusty Rhodes, and that bitch Gordon Soley, are meeting in a dark room to discuss the future of the NWA. Yeah. Now, I had to tell Hulk Hogan that uh, the N in NWA stood for national because he was very surprised at the demographics. Yeah. Oh, uh, our worst fears have come true. Uh, Vince McMahon, he, he's done it. 
bigger than the Rolling Stones, they say. And, and, and what did we do today? Bullet Bob versus Gary Royal? Garvin and Eaton in a lights out match, whatever that means. Uh, if we can't get this turned around, it's going to be lights out for all of us. 93,000, and we barely sold out Charlotte. Charlotte! Big Dust, we need something. We need something big, or it's going to be over soon for us. Uh, we'll be dead faster than the senior football star at the barnyard wedding. Uh, seriously, guys, we're all a small family business. Always have been, always will be. Uh, we provide families a great afternoon out away from the worries of the world. Uh, it'd be a damn shame if that went away. Uh, well, let me tell you, Jimmy, I think I have something huge on the horizon, baby. You see, Big Dust always has the nuclear option here. We can outdraw Vince all over the place, baby, because with us, it's all about the wrestling. And this dog can whistle, oh, and he can wrestle. Whistling and wrestling, wrestling and whistling. Big and in the bucket, big and baby, big and baby. Just put me in against Flair, baby. And we're head down from coast to coast. I, I, I'm sorry, Dust. I, I have respect for you, but honestly, no. I, I'm not playing hot potato again with you and Flair and the World Championship. I mean, how many star case do you think you two can headline? Oh, all of them, baby. No, absolutely, positively not. Look at this year. Look at it, chum. This year, y'all did the Skywalkers. And where was Big Dust? Where was Luke Skywalker? Where was Leon? Who's gonna train that princess? Luke Scott, what are you talking about Star Wars here, Dust? Because I'm excited, Brother Crockett. It's been four years since the last one. I'm excited as hell. I hope they have Han Solo and Chewbacca picking prickly pears off the prickly pear pop-up ranch. You know, whatever they do, it'll be great and Star Wars fans love it and not complain. <laughs> You know, I, I, I want that for you, Dusty. I truly do. But, but we got to get back to our family business that's being utterly decimated as we speak. Uh, we need something else, something new, something fresh, something spectacular. Uh, well, what about Bill Watts? Uh, does he have anything we can use? Uh, I hear he's been bleeding money. I'm sure we can probably just pick his bones for relative pennies. Uh, doesn't he have a son or something that we can use? Oh, we can use it. We can abuse as well. Just get your hands off my sons. My sons, baby. I don't want them being touched. I'm sure there is something there, but first we would need to first have an inter-office meeting with Bill Watts. We cannot just go behind his back and acquire talent. That is not how things work in the National Wrestling Alliance, Mr. Crockett. Plus, he is a cowboy. A cowboy is an animal herder who tends to cattle on ranches in North America, traditionally on horseback, and often performs a multitude of other ranch-related tasks. This historic American cowboy of the late 19th century arose from the vaquero traditions of northern Mexico and became a figure of special significance and legend. A subtype, called a wrangler, specifically tends the horses used to work cattle. In addition to ranch work, some cowboys work for or participate in rodeos. Cowgirls, first defined as such in the late 19th century, has a less well-documented historical role, but in the modern world work at identical tasks and have obtained considerable respect for their achievements. Cattle handlers in many other parts of the world, particularly South America, and stockmen and jackaroos in Australia, 
perform work similar to the cowboy. The cowboy has deep historic roots tracing back to Spain and the earliest European colonizers of the Americas. Over the centuries, differences in terrain and climate and the influence of cattle handling traditions from multiple cultures created several distinct styles of equipment, clothing, and animal handling. As the ever-practical cowboy adapted to the modern world, his equipment and techniques also adapted, though many classic traditions are preserved. Ah, oh, Jesus, tap dancing Christ, Sully. You are way more boring than a titmouse on a cotton farm. And I should know about that thing. Uh, I'm trying to save my goddamn company along with your sorry ass. And, and you come in here at me with this uh, answer office meetings and, and a speech about what, cowboys? David, David, get this old dinosaur ass out of my office and my face, please. Uh, do something with him for TV that at least keeps him out of this building. I don't really care. Send him on the road one week before we go to that arena uh, have them do like a, a, a top 10 or something just just keep them busy and by the way we're going with sue plex plex you old fuck but the technical term is sue play i'd be much more comfortable using that term oh i, I bet you would and, and you know what i'd be more comfortable with uh, that being elbow deep in your wife okay well I'll, I'll, I'll tell Smokey you feel that way. Oh, God. D David, please! Can you please remove this man? <laughs> sure thing, boss brother. Just don't give up on me. I really like being on TV, and it's a break from my daily life of being the less attractive brother. <laughs> my face is a true almond, and not the kind you'd like to eat. The kind you'd like to stomp on in a fit of rage. The kind of rage that builds up when you run a family business with your brother, but no one knows your fucking name. Fuck those almonds and fuck my face. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, uh, that, that's great. Thank you, thank you, David. Uh, anyway, Dusty, well, we got to get down to some brass tacks here. Uh, what else do you have for me? I mean, we need something to come at Vince with. All right, all right, all right. Listen, I have an idea. It's a big one now. What if we strike in Vince's territory? We go for a show in Boston, baby. The good old Boston Garden. I've been there before. In fact, I even have a nice neon green satin Celtics jacket that I can wear. It's a beautiful jacket. I'm thinking we go with Flair and Wyndham, the Road Warriors and the Midnights, Nikita and Tully, Daddy, and of course, I'll go red for green in a cage match with the Big Bubba Man. Also, Tony Schiavone told me he wants to do a call-in show where he interviews some of our top guys and takes phone calls from fans. I asked him if I could be a part of it, but he said my voice sounded like a major depressive disorder. <laughs> oh, a call-in show. Well, that's a good start, but I still need someone from Watch specifically. Someone that I can do something with. Someone that has a, a real bright future ahead of him. I know, uh, uh, Mr. Raptor. Um, <clears throat> yes, sir. Uh, could you please procure me a copy of your uh, PWI 500? What, what, what's that? Uh, you know, it's a, a comprehensive listing of uh, the top 500 wrestlers in the world at any given time. Y you know what? That's a tremendous idea. I'll gladly pay you a royalty if I use it for PWI. Uh, that, that's fine, but no need, my friend. 
But Timmy, we need the scratch because we're broke as shit. <laughs> David, David, we are not doing it that way. Not from a hard-working man like my good friend Bill out to here. Now you go out there and get him, Bill. Your generosity is going to get us in trouble. Maybe you're right, David. Yeah, maybe you're right. But uh, listen, uh, Dusty, please get me once and find me a star. We're going to go ahead and keep this business going for me, for you, for my mom and pop, but, but most importantly, for our loyal fans. Now, where in the fuck is that horse Soli? <laughs> Kennedy's Irish Pub in Waterford, Michigan, huh? Well, I tell you who was. Vince McMahon meeting up with that uh, Pat Patterson character and uh, Jerry Briscoe, yeah. And they're talking about the success that was WrestleMania 3, 93,173 to see Ricky the Dragon Steamboat sadly beat me. Let me tell you something, Ricky Steamboat. I'm going to tell you once. I am the macho man Randy Savage. And I will never admit that there was only 78,000 people there. sandwich and fill it with beef i love me a good submarine sandwich that good for you toots what are you getting pat i'll have uh the eggs benedict uh with uh extra dick uh and a side of ash and and uh, please don't skimp on the sausage uh, you see uh i'm a canadian so i need a big sausage in my mouth that's a canadian thing Oh, absolutely. And make a big and black. A nice burnt sausage in the mouth. What, what are you, in uh, colonial time or something? Call it what it is. It's a banger in the mouth. Waiter! Waiter! You want to get Patterson here, an old banger in the mouth? Excuse me? <laughs> Come on, pal! Ran that sausage right through his mouth and out the back of his neck. I'd rather not. I'll pay you a thousand bucks. I'm good. Everybody's got a price. Yeah, we should we should use it that. <laughs> what a big black sausage in your mouth. Only you and Steve Lombardi use that. All right, Patterson, enough with this waiter. He's not interested in your sausage. Sadly now, boys, I'm here to report that our gate was the biggest in history of the Silver Dome. Somewhere around 78,000. But for now, until the end of time... We're going to make Dave Meltzer have to argue with every idiot that comes his way because we're going to say 
It was 93,173. Not one more, not one less. Briscoe, what did Crockett draw last night? Oh, uh, well, well, Mr. Mike Mayan, it looks like the two shows in North Carolina, they did, but even with championships on the line, our pay-per-view numbers still look good. I think it's safe to say the WrestleMania three was a happening. A happening? It, it was a phenomenal success, Jerry. Miss Arita Franklin uh, was there, uh, even though uh, Gino Monsoon thought her, her performance left a lot to be desired. Uh, but, but the world watched Ogan uh, slam the giant, and Bob Huker ma- ma- made jokes, uh, and no one uh, called the Vince uh, the, the boss. Doesn't it just eat at you, though? What? That Crockett ran a show. A show? The big show? You mean at, at, at all? Yes. Obviously. Think of it this way, Pat. We did 93,173 last night, right? That was what we just got told officially? Yep. How many did Crockett have in that hellhole in Charlotte? God, I love saying that word. Charlotte. Charlotte. Beef. Listen, Vince, I mean, it's just, you know, just, uh, don't worry it, about it. Ain't, ain't there no stopping him now. Submarine! Jubaloos! Oh, no. Chrysler! Kyoto, Japan! Japan! Samurais! The Magnificent Morocco! Paul Orndorff! Mr. T! Rowdy Roddy Piper! Corporal Kirchner! Susan St. James! Nikolai Volkov! Andre the Giant! The British Bulldogs! Ozzy Osbourne! Wait, wait. Wait, is this WrestleMania 2? I'm lost. Wait. What? Jeez, Vince, you're driving me banana. You're you're acting like one of those skeets. Uh, We did a 93,000. And they must have pulled uh, in maybe uh, 2000 over those nights. Uh, a little more than $100. Uh, a, a nice little business for them. See, that's the point. 93-173. If we captured that audience, it would be 95-173. We lost 2,000 people because of these southern hicks. Fuck the Carolinas and fuck my father. Well, but, Mr. Mike, man... Those people were far away. They would have never got to Pontiac. Would they have even fit in the building? I mean, come on, Vince. You're just, you're just being a little greedy. Was Henry VIII, I am, I am greedy when he was banging his way through southern London? Well, yeah. He was. No, he was sharing his seed. There's two types of people in this world, Patterson. Seed sharers and lazy fucks. And I'm going to share my seed in the form of wrestling. Real professional wrestling. I'll come 10,000 Hulk Hogan's until the whole state is a sticky yellow red mess. Oh, please tell me you're not ejaculating red and yellow, Vince. I'll do what I want. That ejaculate will be whatever color I need it to be. Oh, that's, that sounds like you need a doctor. Listen, Mr. Mike, man, I think we need to focus on our next venture here. First, we got the auto body shop we can work out. But what can we do to outshine WrestleMania 3? I feel like we need to strike now or we might not land that death blow to JCP. You know what I mean? That's a great point, Jerry. Glad you thought of it. A death blow is just what we need. 
to really put them in the fucking ground. They think they can earn money in my industry? Dick again, bozo. Anyway, Andre's out. That poor bastard needs back surgery. Or he may be dead. I don't know. Terry told me he body slammed him and he died. So I don't know what to believe. I guess it's back to Bundy around the circuit. Maybe we can squeeze some more out of pissy Paul Ondorf. People love that cage match in January and his withered arm. Uh, fucking uh, Briscoe. Uh, yeah, he had uh, too much to, br to drink. Uh, Hulk doesn't want to work with him. He thinks that Savage and a uh, steamboat showed him up. Hey, uh, I got stuck on mute there, Mr. McMahon. <laughs> I don't know what mute is because this is 1987, but all I know is that Paul's flame is done worn out, you know, <laughs> kind of like my mute button did. <laughs> uh, you know, what about – I feel another another face turn. What about Savage? He just lost a steamboat in a hell of a match to boot. I mean, he already don't like Hogan. Maybe he could be fodder for the champ. Hulk doesn't want to work with him. Uh, he thinks that a Savage and a steamboat has showed him up. Uh, Plus, I think he has a ting for that uh, Miss Elizabeth. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just uh, like my old uh, friend, uh, John Tolos, the, the Greek god. Uh, he wants to give uh, Miss Elizabeth uh, the, the Greek trio. You, you know what that is. Uh, that's uh, one in a pink and a tree in the stink. Uh, oh, that's drama we don't need, Vince. Women are a fucking cancer. That's why I take it up the ass. Uh, oh, Sesmala, Palevu, fucking Eiffel Tower, Sacropassant. Well, Mr. McMahon, I think Pat's having another one of his strokes. Maybe we just wait. I mean, listen, I hear things at the Watts Company. I, Watts might be going under. I, I'm sure we can plunder from there. Maybe we'll get lucky and just land some big old can from down there. What do you think? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, Bill Watts still still has a company, huh? How many, yep, how, many yep, yep. Huh? how many people did they draw this last weekend? Oh, I'll say darn near 500 or so, but you know, I mean, that's not a whole lot. Uh, you know, Pat's fit that he's having. Just I'm gonna I'm gonna put that aside for now. But uh, uh, you see, there's 500 people that you didn't go to WrestleMania because of that no good cowboy. Uh, you know, I, of course you want him to get rid of cowboy, Jerry. You wouldn't. Wouldn't you like me to get rid of him, Jerry? Wouldn't you specifically like me to do away with the cowboy? I'm a Mr. Mike Mike. If you're asking me if you think it's a good business strategy to buy up all the other territories, and then I mean, yes, but if you are trying to imply... Oh, shut up, you fucking coward. You know what I'm getting at? I think for now I'm going to go to Piper, eat that final garage of his, maybe shoot some Hogan's into Linda deep. You know how she gets after seeing midgets in action? Maybe she'll give me a child I won't loathe. That thrust, ha <laughs> you hear that, Patterson? The thrust of the company from this moment forward is to put every promotion that's still clinging to life in the fucking ground. Briscoe, go to Grenoble, bring Andre back. I mean, uh, we're through the grapevine. He might be in a coma, Mr. Mike, man. And You'll be Grenoble and France. Oh, God, coma's just another word for a nap. I've had 50 comas. It's fine. Jim Crockett wants to play hardball and run shows in the continental United States. He'll pay dearly for that hubris. Ha! Ha! Ha!
Now, the NWA, the Nationalists with Attitudes, if you will, uh, debuted in Boston, which is where I won the Intercontinental title from Tito Santana. I hit him in the face. I pinned him one, two, three. That's what I do. I pinned him one, two, three. But Boston, yeah, was Vince's territory. Sure, it's not MSG, but the Boston Garden is the home of the WWF, and Vince McMahon is close enough that we can smell the smoke coming from his head. Elizabeth wasn't happy, but Vince wasn't happy either, and neither was that piece of shit Bill Apter, yeah. What the actual fuck, pal? How does this happen? I knew it! I knew if they started doing shows, it'd be like they were stealing right out of my purple Ninja Turtles wallet! Our gate last night was uh, 97000 in Albany. Yes, yes, but they made three grand! Running a show in the garden! Money that should be ours! We should be there in Boston to put the boots to those slimy cocksuckers from North Carolina. And I know something about cocksuckers of North Carolina. And I'll tell you this. This is not the end of their invasion into my territory. No, I need payback. I need retribution. Just like that bitch Rita Marie. How dare these fuckers try some bullshit like this. Now it's war. Personally, I like it, I like it to invade cocksuckers. Not now, not now, Pat. Hawkster, what are we going to do about it, brother? Well, you know something, Vinnie Mac. What I think we should do, brother, is go down to the north of Kakalaki, you know, brother. Hit the waves off the coast of the Outer Banks, hanging and banging with the lovely ladies on the ape hangers, and maybe bring down the house. That'll show them, brother. I, I, look, I'll be honest. I struggle to see how any of that will help us to destroy Jim Crockett and his family. I was thinking we would just pair you up with Bundy again. You mean... King Kong Bundy, brother? No, Al Bundy from that new show, Married with Children. Of course, King Kong Bundy. He's a great opponent for you. We've been talking about him like he's not standing right here. Hello, guys. It's been, it's been very hurtful. You know what hurts a condominium? What? What hurts a condominium? Everything. Hey, Brother Kong, KKB, brother. Here's something I've always wanted to ask you. When I grab that, you know, that flap of skin, that that handle at the bottom of your neck, you know, the one that I lift up when I slam you because you weighed 7,000 pounds, brother. You know what I'm talking about, that, that roll of sausage that I don't eat. You have it as an upper back. Now, brother, does it actually hurt when I grab it and slam you 7,000 pounds? Every time, Hulkster. You mean, since I don't have any, are there nerves in fat, brother? There's nerves everywhere, Hulk! Did you skip science class? Christ! But I think Bundy has a good idea about how to freshen up this feud. You know, Hulkster, we can really swerve them. Maybe if I pin you with a three count, but one of five, and you hook up, and Ed O'Neill can be the special guest referee. Oh, no, no. No, no freaking way, brother. No, that ain't gonna work for, uh, for old uh, TB here, the Hulkster. I win. I win. Oh, yeah. The Hulkster wins, brother. You got that punk with your sausage face? 
How can I make a three count from someone managed by by Bobby Heenan, brother? Oak, my friend, you should probably take it easy. Lay off the vitamin, and we can figure out a easy way to end this battle so we all win. Ooh, did somebody say vitamin? No, Jake! These are not the vitamins you're looking for! And what is this fucking bird doing here? Ah, yeah, I'm feeling good. And I'm feeling like a genius idea is coming on to the Birdman, fellas. The Birdman Coco Beware is ready to take that next step up the ladder to the top of the mountain where the mountaintop is. Just turn me heel and put me in the ring against Terry and we'll tear the house down. Hey, uh, could I talk to you a minute, Coco? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure thing, Jake. Coco, do you know why I keep Damien in a sack? You, you know, Jake, I never thought about that, brother. I'm, I'm guessing it's so Damien doesn't get out of the sack and kill a member of the audience. As much as I'd like that, no. I keep him there for another reason. It's because every night you bring Frankie down to ringside and you stick him on that pole. And what does he see? Every night he sees you getting your ass kicked and he sees you get beat. You think that bird respects you? How can he? Damien never sees me lose. The sack ensures that. And every night when we go back to the hotel room, he asks me how the match went. And I tell him I won. Even when I didn't, we snakes understand each other. What understanding do you have with your pet besides seed and despoiled newspaper? When you look into those cold bird eyes, do you feel the love and warmth of a partner? Or do you see the truth? The truth that your bird has lost faith in you. Watch him when Hebner counts to three. Watch him hang his head and lift his wing over his shameful face, man. You have disappointed your friend time and time again, and it's only a matter of time before he eats your eyes out while you sleep. Now, now Jake, my fine-feathered friend Frankie would never do that. Oh, yes, he would, Coco, and he will. Put that bird in a sack, Coco. A deep, dark sack that can be smashed against a glass coffee table when needed. You, you give me a lot to think about, brother, and I, I'll keep that uh, in the back of my mind. Well, you keep it in the back of your mind, but then you just pick up that fucking sack over your head and you smash it down. You fling that bird-filled bag around the room until we learn. Gentlemen! 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 I, lose, I use that term so loosely. We are not addressing the points. I don't know how this happened that the NWA came up to Boston. And I was not notified post-haste. I had a relationship with the ownership of the garden. And I figured that I would know when their bread is buttered. And they would be aware of it. It's not like we don't run shows there every fucking month, goddammit. You know how much of Larry Bird's cock I had to grease to get that deal? I even put up with their stupid, ugly, golden floor. And their hideous accents and ugly women. Hey, no pictures. Oh, oh sorry, Mr. McMahon. Oh, God, another fucking nerd. Bill After, right? Um, uh, y yes, sir. And thank you for the credentials to take my photo, sir. Oh, God, I gave you credentials? I must have been hungry. Or horny for some tuna fish. Or both. You guys had tremendous success recently with Mania. You have nothing to worry about with Crockett. They're doing a college show. They're desperate. A college show? We'll see about that. The fuck out of my face.
Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to Learning the Ropes, our new weekly talk show where we pit the brains of your favorite professional athletes to see what skills they have acquired in this, the greatest sport in the history of time and space. This week, we welcome the current NWA World Heavyweight Champion, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, the dangerous Soviet Nikita Koloff, Ronnie Garvin, and Barry Windham. This place is contagious, and it is the place to be. And don't worry, listeners, you'll have an opportunity to voice your opinions when we open the phone lines later on. Please welcome a thorn in the side of the current world champion. It's Barry Windham. Hello, Tony. I'm very happy to be here tonight. But I have to be honest, I was backstage with Flair, and he was getting under my skin. Let's try and stay calm. We don't need any nonsense between you two. Let's talk about your 1987. You've already challenged the Nature Boy for the championship. Are there any other competitors that you are looking to meet in the ring? And let's try to keep it civil. Why would I want anyone other than the champ? Are you serious, Tony? And speaking of civil, wouldn't the country be in a better place had the South won the Civil War? And that was your challenger, Barry Windham. Let's go to the lines and see what the JCP fans have to say about it. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Uh, yeah, hi. Thanks for having me on. Uh, what I wanted to ask you was how long you think uh, Robert Randall's going to be able to keep this, uh, keep us this ruse? I feel like Principal Wickham Mallory is just one second away from busting him. Um, okay. Uh, not too sure what he was going on about. Uh, let's go to line two. You, sir, are on the air. Oi, the one thing you have to realize is that it doesn't matter if you're bizarre or if you do things that you want or not. But what do I want? Why, why would I put her in the play bag? Excuse me, Carla, who I think is calling from England. We're going to need a question. Yeah, ju- just a second. There's no, no, there's no shame in losing for an animal. Yes. Yes, yes, she respects me. Sir. Jim Crocker Promotions is full of wikers. That's quite enough of that chatter. Let's bring in the champ, the nature boy, Rick Flair. I cannot sit back and let this facade keep going on, Tony Schiavone. What you are looking at here is a joke. A laugh-out-loud counterfeit of a man. Look at this watch. This watch was bought in a little general store in Knoxville, Tennessee. Made by the first company to ever make wristwatches. Up until then, big man, people just carried pocket watches. I wear this watch every day to remind me of where I came from. And if you don't watch yourself, I'll stick this so far up your behind, you'll get dysentery and have to give it to your good friend Dusty Rhodes to wear up up his behind for five more years. Woo! Uh, Rick, are you insinuating that you invented the wristwatch? There's no insinuation, Savani. Woo! Woo! You need to understand, Tony. I swear I'll be sober when this airs. 
Uh, we're live, pal. Oh, woo! I invented the watch. I wanted the streamers of Cleveland, Boston. Woo! I invented them all because I'm Ric Flair and y'all pay homage to the man. And we'll be right back after these messages. Everybody, it's the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant here to tell you about an exciting new product from Gillette, the Atra Plus Razor Metal and Plastic Shaver Twin Blade Set. These blades are so sharp, they will give you that clean cut feel after shave, every shave, baby. You can even take these to the Paul Jones Army if you want, and that pig will squeal at how easy this slices up his forehead. If you want to make sure that you're looking as pretty as a milkmaid in the hayfield, you want to pick up one of these as your local KMP. I know I will, baby. I, I can't control who calls in. Yeah, yeah, well, I wasn't... Well, I didn't expect him to be a confederate either. He, he what? Is, is that old who? What? Now? Oh, shit. Uh, hey, all, welcome back. Let's go to the lines. Hello, you are on Learning the Ropes. Listen, I couldn't help but notice how luscious Barry Wyndham's hair looked under those lights. Unreal. Thank you, Caller, but what exactly is your question? I guess my question would be, how does Arn Anderson handle the backstage animosity that comes with being the champion's best friend? Uh, I'm sorry? Like, does he have to go through all the bullshit about him only having a job because he's friends with Ted? I, I, I mean, Rick, like... How, how, how does he handle it? Does he have some sort of mindset that just lets it just wash off his back? Or does he just grab his scissors, smile, and head to the ring knowing that no one respects him? Owen Anderson is loved by this industry. He has no reason to ever feel inadequate. That's good for him, then. I guess my question is, why does the NWA suck so bad? And if I went there, would I not be a locker room pariah? I think we've heard quite enough from you. Let's go to line three. Hello, sir. You're on the air. Hey, I'm not so sure why you were so dismissive about the first caller. I think he had some legitimate concerns about Randall's ability to lead a double life while raising Ellen and Mark. I mean, is he going to lie to them their whole lives? And what kind of example does that set for the viewers? Uh, again, sir, I don't want to break this to you, but we do not have a wrestler on this roster called Robert Randall, unless I've lost my mind, which is always a possibility. All right, now that we have sorted that business out of the way, I would like to welcome in our next guest, the Russian nightmare and the current United States heavyweight champion, Nikita Koloff. Hey, Tony, Tony, I want people to know that Lex Luger Lex, Lex Luger Lex Sex. Tully Blanchard and Yad Ivan are going down, just like the statues of Stalin. I care not about Glasnost or Petroiska, but I, I will fuck anyone who gets in my way. Uh, Nikita, you, you can't say fuck on the air. 
you, 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 you just said fuck. And I will fuck anyone who sneaks up on my pussy. Well, you certainly can't say fuck, and you certainly can't say pussy on the air either. But you said pussy. No, you did. I said pussy? Yes, well, I'm exhausted and want this awful chapter of my life to end right now. Yes, and I will fuck any pussy that make try take away United United States States champion char. And Dusty Rhodes, my friend, we may be strong like Reagan and Gorbachev. May we together drink from the mighty dick of freedom. And so the chapter continues. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. Good evening, wrestling fans. I'm Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. I have purchased this airtime to tell you all about the wonders of the World Wrestling Federation. We have the greatest superstars in the world. Point of fact, the challenger for the NWA world title, Barry Windham, was barely a tag team competitor with the WWF. Furthermore, Nikita Koloff's real name is Nelson, and he is from Minnesota. We have a real Russian in the WWF. He's a great wrestler named Nikolai Volkov. He loves Stalin, communism, and singing. Does Nikita sing? If he did, it'd be on a Prince record. He is from Minnesota, after all. All this to say, the WWF is where the action is. We have stars such as Hulk Hogan, the Macho Man Randy Savage, and even the incredible Andre the Giant, who's coming back shortly from either back surgery or death. And we're spreading like faster than AIDS, coursing through the nature boy's veins. You know what they say about men with AIDS. Thank you for your time. How, how do we come back from that exactly? Um, wrestling fans, please welcome Ronnie Garvin. Garvin is, but I am the divine Miss Atlanta Lively, and I'm here to tell you that my main man, Ronnie Garvin, is here to issue a challenge to the nature boy, Ric Flair, for the NWA Heavyweight Championship. I hope that Slick Rick is a man enough to take on the hands of stone. His grip is strong, Rick, and he plays rough. And he will stop at nothing to take that gold away from you. And he's got a massive penis. Okay, Miss Lively, I don't believe we asked you to be here. Um, we really wanted to talk to Ronnie Garvin. You mean hands of stone, Ronnie Garvin? The penis of power? Uh, I don't think anyone's calling him that. Oh, yes, they are. Because it's true, he has found a way to generate power both from north and south with his penis. Don't let anyone tell you it's small. It's gigantic. Uh, Ron, did, did somebody tell you you had a small penis? Don't call me, Ron. I'm Atlanta. And you're a transphobic piece of shit. Goodbye, bigot. Well, this has gone about as poorly as any show could have done. And we have time left for one more caller. Sir, you're on the air. Oh, yeah, Mr. Telephone Man. 
Something's wrong with my line. When I call the NWA, I get a click every time. Hey, Tony Schiavone, great to be on the show. Oh, yeah. Okay, this feels like a real caller is happy to be here. Uh, what can we do for you today, sir? Oh, well, you, you know what, Tony? I'm just so excited. What? what? Oh, okay, here. My best friend in the whole wide world wants to talk to you, Tony. Uh, first time, long time, Tony. Uh, shame is a powerful weapon, isn't it, Shivani? Do you look people in the eyes or do you wall them up and never let them know lest they turn their backs on you for the spectacularity of your failures, perhaps like working at a famous coffee chain? Jake, wh wh what are you talking about, brother? Do you have a pet, Tony? Do any of your listeners? Dominance. Always show dominance. God damn it, Coco! Get that fucking bird away from me right now! He's not looking at you, Jake! Teach that fucking avian asshole to show some goddamn respect, Coco, or I'm gonna break its beak and fuck its Cloyoka and make it fucking humble. You don't mean that, Jake. We'll get to that later, buddy. Tony, your show needs more animals. And I'm not talking about that brown thing living on Dusty Rhodes' tummy. Thank you for having me, Tony. I'll, uh, I'll take my answer off there. Well, that was quite bizarre. Uh, that is going to wrap it up for this week's show, wrestling fans, here on Learning the Ropes. I think we have had all had an education tonight, and we hope to see you next week right here on TBS. Good night, everybody. Now, needless to say, yeah, that that went over as well as an ultimate warrior kidney stone. Sure, there's a lot of running and screaming, yeah, but it's not coming out. And Dusty Rhodes, that fat sack of shit, he ain't happy, yeah. David, did you hear what they said about Big Dusty's age spots? It's not a liver spot, baby. It's a mark of pride for being on God's love the green earth. For 41 years, baby. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 20, 30, 41 years, baby. Uh, well, that, that was a thing that happened, I guess. Uh, but see, this is what I've been telling you, Dusty. Not every television show needs to have a mention of you. Sometimes it's just not a good thing. I, I know you think that everything should revolve around you, and, and maybe due to your sheer mass of the force of gravity does make things revolve around you. But honestly, we have other talent that we need to get over. Dustin, please don't take offense to this. Hmm. Uh, it's gonna be hard, but none taken, baby. I know that all about the heliocentric system. When you're talking about gravity, you're talking about a force greater than all of us. That's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What goes up must come down and such, if you will. Newton's allow physics, baby. When you talk about the forces of nature, you must simply, must talk about the laws of attraction. Uh, 
you are aware we're not on camera, right, Dusty? I can't be looking out for you all the time. I'm not your nanny. I may not know language or grammar or even the basic functioning of a man, if you will. But I know, and I know one thing, that the American dream is like a magnet, baby. And y'all gonna feel my magnetism inside of you. But listen here, this call-in show was great. Exactly what we need to compete with Vince, baby, up north there in New York City. It was off the cuff and genuine. This show will kill him and blow up our ratings on the TBS. Yeah, yeah you know, Vince genuinely bought airtime just to tell us how bad our show was. Uh, we also learned that apparently Blackjack Mulligan owned slaves at one point and, and that Ronnie Garvin is very insecure, though we probably think most of us probably already knew that. Uh, but our sponsors called and asked for their money back. Dusty, we lost money on that show. Uh, you realize that we're going to have to start letting people go. And you know how much I hate firing people. But fire is an important aspect of our existence. In fact, the control of fire by early humans was critical technology enabling the evolution of humans. Fire provided a source of warmth and lighting, protection from predators, especially at night, a way to create more advanced hunting tools, and a method for cooking food. These cultural advances allowed human geographic dispersal, cultural innovations, and changes to diet and behavior. Additionally, creating fire allowed human activity to continue into the dark and colder hours of the evening. Claims from the earliest definitive evidence of control by fire by a member of Homo range from 1.7 to 2.0 million years ago. Evidence for the microscopic traces of wood ash as controlled use of fire by Homo erectus beginning roughly 1 million years ago has wide scholarly support. Some of the earliest known traces of controlled fire were found at the Daughters of Jacob Bridge, Israel, and dated to 790,000 years ago. At the site, archaeologists also found the oldest likely evidence of controlled use of fire to cook food, 780,000 years ago. However, some studies suggest cooking started 1.8 million years ago. Flint blades burned in fires roughly 300,000 years ago were found near fossils of early but not entirely modern Homo sapiens in Morocco. Fire was used regularly and systematically by early modern humans to heat, treat, secrete stone to increase its flakeability for the purpose of tool making approximately 164,000 years ago at the South African site of Pinnacle Point evidence of widespread control of fire by anatomically modern humans dates to approximately 125,000 years ago. Oh, for fuck's sake, Sully, you are liquid human shit. In fact, no, you're lower than liquid human shit, and I wish you do me a favor and die. Well, uh, I, I don't know what I ever did to you, Jim Crockett, but let me tell you, Jim Crockett, you, sir, are no Jim Crockett. Oh, all the jokes on you, you ancient fuck. I am the last Jim Crockett you'll ever see when I am standing over your blood-driven corpse. Hey, Bill, I, I told you, no pictures. Uh, um, so, so, sorry. 
it, it's I'm sorry, Bill. It's okay. It, it's not you. It, it's solely. He gets me so goddamn worked up. Uh, look, if you need pictures of me in compromising positions to sell for your magazines, then, then so be it. All right. I, I just wish if all the fire would be this man. I hope you're not getting thinking of getting rid of me. No way I can get another job with these elbows of mine. They're too pointy. I don't like them. Frankly, no one does. <laughs> don't, it, it's not going to be you, David. I assure you that. I wish that it was solely, but sadly, we have to get rid of Gary Michael Capetta. Really? Do you mean to imply that from Newark, New Jersey, weighing 157 and two quarter pounds, representing team number one, me? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really sorry, Gary, but we, we just have to let you go. For what it's worth, I tend to agree with Dusty here, Jim. I think we can expect great things out of these stars. The Atlanta Lively stuff alone will get people talking. She's certainly hotter than any woman I have ever dated. Probably because of the smell. You haven't thought of the smell. I'm sure Gary agrees with me. <laughs> oh, sure, Dave. They will be talking. Talking about how stupid. From Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Weighing 265 pounds. Ronnie Garvin looks. Or perhaps... Discussion will revolve around the size of his penis. And where did he get that dress? It is awful, as well as the shoes and coat. Jesus Cristo! None of the garments were of a matching nature. She better get serious, because she is not passing. Enough, Gary. It was his dead mother's dress. I do not care where he got it, or if he has, also from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, but now residing in a casket, a dead mother. And wrestling <laughs> fans, upon further review from the championship committee, I have made the following ruling. I would rather he had worn his dead mother's bones. <laughs> How would that even work, Gary? Official bone-wearing possibilities depend upon how much of the old broad is left. And since you are now essentially leaving me with a 10-minute time limit, I have been asked to inform you that I would rather be wearing the grinded bones of his dead mother and the fugly dress of his dead mother without ever giving a thought to his dead mother's sense of style, his dead mother's shoes, or his dead mother's accessories. Could we please stop saying dead mother? I have a mother, and I don't want to picture her dead. Oh, I'm sure she'd want to kill herself when she hears about you haven't been fucked to death solely. You know, call me crazy, but, but you know, I think we can roll with Garvin. You know, you know I, I'm going to call the board to discuss about this, but let's let's just put a pin on it right now. Uh, you know, Garvin and his penis might just be what this company needs. Her penis. It is pronounced her. Gary, I already told you that you're fired. I, I didn't want to have to be you, but at this point, I think I made the right decision. But nonetheless, I am so sorry. Well, then I will now retrieve personal effects. David, may I and my luggage, weighing approximately 38 and two-sevenths of a pound, receive a ride home. 
<laughs> you know I'm only allowed to drive a bicycle. <laughs> he, a, a pass, he got a bicycle. Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my Well, to answer your question, it uh, it wasn't so much that it was long, but Andre's cock was more like a um, uh, the thickness of a bar stool. Yeah, you'd get in there. Uh, you didn't need to thrust a lot because because um, he was just so wide. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Andre, we are up in the French Grenoble Alps. He is recovering from back surgery after Hulk Hogan slammed him to the mat. He's greeted by Jerry Briscoe, Timmy White, and a certain Dr. Zalorian, yeah, who the macho man has nothing but respect for, How long has it been asleep for, Timmy? Uh, since WrestleMania. Oh, I hope this is worth it. Grenoble's a lot further than I thought. Didn't the fact that it was in the French Alps tip you off? Oh, hell, I don't know about any of that stuff. Now, sh- show me the inside of a car, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get hot around cars, too, there, Jerry. Wake up, boss Andre. It's me. It's Tim White. I'm here with your doctor, Dr. Zahorian. Hi, Andre. Remember me, Dr. Kevorkian? I mean, Zahorian. Sorry, Kevorkian's uh, down the hallway. Oof. Andre, you've been in a coma since WrestleMania. How you feeling, Bubba? Uh, I, I, I feel dizzy. We, we back at the hotel. Ah, uh, no, Andre, you're in the most remote hotel. It's actually called a hospital in the world right now. You had serious back surgery yesterday. According to Hulk Hogan, you were nearly 900 pounds at Mania. There's uh, no way your body could take that or body slam. There's no way the earth could handle it. Oh, that's right, that's right. Hand me that grenache. I am so thirsty. Now, now, Mr. Rusimov. You need to take it easy from here on out. No drinking. No drugs, no cribbage with Mr. Scotland. You need to rest your back or else you may end up dying in the next five to six minutes. Minutes? Minutes, months, years. What's the difference? Well, at least now I get to retire, right? Uh, Well, uh, we should talk about that there, Andre. I just got off the phone with Vince and he needs you back. They're having major problems with Jimmy Crockett promotions. Oh, did they pull it's a rating or something, boss? Ah, uh, no, nothing like that. They did a show. Unsure? Oh, well, many shows. And did it hurt our business? Uh, well, Vin- Vince, well, Vince thinks it does, and uh, that's all that matters, boss. Uh, well then, get out of my way. I have to train for comeback. 
Vince promised me the World War Tag Team Championship. And I'll be there every step of the way to help you cheat. Oh, wait, you weren't supposed to hear that. Oh, boy. Mr. Mike Mayne is going to be so pleased. I'm driving, all right? Don't tell me where to go and how to turn and if my turn signal's on, all right? You need to be beat up properly! Anyway, a uh, few months have passed now, yeah, and, and the NWA has been running moderately successful house shows and TV tapings with stars like Lex Luger, yeah, Tolly Blanchard, someone named Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane and Loudmouth Jim Cornette showing their talents inside and out of the ring. Yeah. We come to a worldwide taping where there's some shenanigans afoot, uh-huh. And Jim Cornette is pitching one of his trademark fits. Motherfuckers, listen to me. That Wendy's had it coming. I asked for no mayo on my burger, and they drowned it in that shit. I can't have that. My, now, my mama didn't raise me to eat fucking mayonnaise on a cheeseburger. Jesus, Jim, that was three months ago, and you're still bringing this up? Didn't the community service give you a chance to reflect on the consequences of your actions? I mean, seriously, I've had five biz, five visits with the widow Bobert since then, and you don't hear me complaining about jockage. You know, Jimmy, shut up, Stan. You know, Jimmy, Burger King lets you have it your way. You don't want ketchup or pickles. You get your burger just like that. I'm sure they'll skip the mayo if you just ask. Tully Blanchard, you sick fuck. They don't serve Sprite, only Slice, and Jimmy don't play that way. There's just enough stress around here. Have you heard about the budget cuts, Bobby? I've heard rumblings. That show, that call-in show was a disaster. Poor Tony. How could they put him in that position? You'll never catch me hosting a show like that or hosting anything. Unless it's hosting Sensei Frank Ducks' daughter at my place. I'll send, I'll send them a committee. Whoa, 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 hey, no one is coming on Frank Ducks, Ducks' daughters, whoever they are. Next, you'll be telling me you'll plow your way through Chong Lee's sons or something like that. Are they hot? Chong Lee is a national treasure, motherfuckers. I'm kind of focusing on daughters at the moment. You want to bang my wife? No, thank you. She's someone's daughter. Jim, what happened on learning the ropes? I keep hearing about budget cuts. Does it have to do with that? Uh, absolutely. You see what happened? We, we lost all our sponsors. The WWF even complained, and, and they got their money back, for God's sake. Well, why don't we fire Barry Wyndham? He may be from Sweetwater, but the only sweetness pumping through his veins is a sweet taste of white supremacy. 
no, no, can do. Uh, see, his, his father owes, owns me. Well, it can't be me. I foresee a ton of medical bills in my future. Uh, well, well, truth be told, guys, I, I haven't figured out who to cut yet. You, you see, I certainly don't want to put anyone out if it was up to me. You guys are a family to me, and, and the last thing I would ever want to do is send someone to the brethren. Well, you have to do something, and I have an idea. Lex and Tully are thinking of having a series against the Midnight's. We think this will be big money and draw some great heat from the crowd. Yeah, it'll give me a chance to show off my tag skills. You know, I love tag wrestling. Half the work, full the pay. Right, and Lex? Seriously, why would anyone want to not be in a tag match? Less injuries, less time in the ring. Don't forget the same pay. But most importantly, half the effort. Yeah, so, so Lex. Sometimes I, was... I just tag in, I do a little dance, do my little horseman shimmy, you know, and then I tag out. Arn's happy to do more. He's old, angry, runs around, does that spawnbuster shit, but he does Tully. work. I take the pay. Tully, he's younger than you. He just looks older because he hasn't figured out the game, you know, buddy. Singles are for suckers. I'm telling you, half the work, all the pay. Okay, so Lex Luger. I mean, it almost and... feels like stealing, you know, buddy. Jimmy, stealing. I can't believe I keep getting away with it. Half the work, all the pay. <laughs> Yeah, me neither. As I was saying, Lex is looking to hone his craft, and who better than the Midnights to get him up to speed? You must be tired of hanging and banging with the Armstrongs. Are you good with that, Eaton? Anything to get away from the from Bullet Bob, Father Bullet. That pasty fat sack of shit sucks, plain and simple. Oh, oh he's awful. But if you think about it, his sons are even way, way worse. You want me to plow them? I mean, if you want. I mean, I like Stephen Brad, but that third one, that third one, Brian, is the saddest motherfucker walking the planet. And my, if or my name isn't Bobby Eaton. Uh, uh, that, that that reminds me, but Bobby, I, I hate to do this, but uh, we need to drop the last name. What? Why? Well, you see, uh, well, we got Learning the Ropes broadcasting up in, in Canada, and with all the hubbubaloo, somebody called their local politician to complain. Uh, it, it turns out they have a store that was founded by some Canadian gentleman named uh, uh, Timothy Eaton or something like that. Uh, but anyway, now they're suing us, and our lawyers say we don't stand a chance. I mean, uh, the Eaton family hired this, this, this young upstart lawyer. Uh, I think his name is like uh, Jeremy McDevitt or Divitt or something like that. Uh, but anyway, they're coming at us hard. <laughs> uh, uh, this is serious, Stan. So I can't be Bobby Eaton no more? Uh, no, in fact, now you'll just be a uh, uh, beautiful Bobby. In fact, I, I can picture Capetta saying it now. Ladies and gentlemen, from Huntsville, Alabama, at 234 pounds, beautiful Bobby! It's perfect! But you fired him, Jim. Well, well, well anyway, someone will say it. Not me. I was told recently that I look like what banging a skeleton would feel like. They call me a fat skeleton. How, how is that even possible? But, Dusty, who could call you a fat skeleton? Oh, it's your mama. Uh, oh. Well, um, to, to be fair, she she did always hate you. 
How the hell am I supposed to get over without a last name? My question, fat boy, is how you get over with those tights? Excuse me, Lex? Yeah, I don't get it. Stan Lane wears the short trunks, then you wear the same trunks, but over pants? Look at this million-dollar body. Look at your 10-cent brain. You get the same pattern printed on the pants, three lines. Then you got to line it up so it goes down your leg, but it never lines up, does it, Bobby? I'm sorry? No, fat boy, the aesthetic's all off. You got these three lines pointing down from your ass. These other three lines not lined up, but the same color. That's why the total package keeps things simple. Metallic blue, red, black. They make my quads pop. They hide my micro penis and accentuate my tremendous glutes. I happen to like the tights I like. I wear very much. Uh, well, uh, about that, and uh, look, I'm really sorry, Bobby, but but the last name isn't the only thing we have to let go. You're going to have to drop the long boys, and we just can't keep paying for those. Uh, I didn't want to have to tell you, but you know, Lex is, has a point that the lines don't line up, and, and it just makes me want to kill myself every time I see it. Just put my fingers right through my eyeballs. Uh, but look, I just didn't want to hurt your feelings on this, so I, I bottled it up. I just bottled that stuff up and just sell it on the market. You would have rather killed yourself than hurt my feelings. This is what makes you a great boss. Uh, that's, that's right, but it also just makes me so fucking miserable that I, I just don't see where else I can cut. It's okay, Jimmy. It's okay, but you're down for this one. I like the idea. Team with Lex. Gets a midnight. He does the work, you know, body, glutes, all that micro, whatever. He gets paid. I get paid. He does the work. I still get paid. I dig it. Let's do it. Uh, you know, it's just, it's hard to let people go when, when everybody's just out there busting their asses for me. So Lex, let's talk about this. Maybe the people really want to see you. I mean, look at you. I mean, so I'll start, take a couple of bumps. We'll do the thing. I point at you. We go a little crazy. I turn, I, 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 you go in, crush them with your glutes and your little penis and whatever. I'll do a, get myself ready again on the side. You tag me in, we do the same thing. And then you get paid, I get paid. You do work, I get paid. Everybody's happy. Uh, ah, hell, I can't think of anything else. Uh, maybe we should try the, the tag circuit here. Uh, uh, Bill, Bill, what do you think about that idea? Um, a tag series is a great idea. Yeah, I think so too, and I think it'll really turn this business around. In fact, I'll even give you some great shots for your, uh, what, what do you call that, uh, inside wrestling rag or whatever it is? You are a true saint, Mr. Jim Crockett Jr. Well, thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. And in fact, that means I, I got actually another idea cooking here. It's something to do with our champion, the, the nature boy, Ric Flair. It's, it can't miss. I can't wait to hear it. I think this might work. No scaffolds, though. That shit scares me. Let's try this out in Louisville. They got good cheeseburgers, eh? That way we can get some good face heat, and it won't be that bad if we screw this up. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, well, you know who's not going to like this, though? Uh, uh, my good Ricky Morton. You going to break it to him? Uh, no, I, I can't do it. Uh, uh, Dusty, you go do it for me. So 
just to reiterate what I just pontificate, there's going to be some changes to the cards going forward, baby. What do you think about that, my main Ricky Morton? The friggin' midnights have been went on from us. Why, Dust? We've been working them exclusively for six years. We're gives. Rob and I are going to be forced to work with who now? The Road Warriors? No one wants to work with those guys. They're all about tossing around their opponents and paint and spiders. What's with the spiders? Is that because he's an animal and he's representing animals and the spider is an animal? It's just a bad night for all involved. Listen, look at here now, okay? I know it's tough, Ricky, baby, but I need to tell you we all need to help out the cause. You see, the WWWF is killing it nationwide, baby, and we need to try something fresh and exciting in order to compete. I have been trying to get some talent from that Bill Watts fella, and once that happens, whew, the free birds will be all over you, like stink on rice, and you and Robert Gibson, baby. Sweet. I always love punching Michael Hayes in the face. It's good for your soul, brother. We can mix with the Road Warriors. Let's just push them past five minutes in the ring. Blow them right up. It'll oh, be no. a gas. No, 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 no. Don't do that, baby. Don't. It'll blow their cover. Hawking animal can't go more than four minutes, 30 seconds. Or it looks like a cow pie on your baby, baby. Baby poop, baby. Keep it close and keep it clean. 425, 430. That's about it. Uh, Dusty, baby. I hear we might be getting a big star from Mid-South. The next big thing, if you will. Any word on who that is? Well, if you see, we are going to have Dr. Death Steve Williams come on over. And Ricky Steiner and what half of them Blade Runners, baby. I think the good one, maybe, I don't know. That should propel us to the top. Right to the top. That Steiner is an odd guy. He might have something to say about old Miss Atlanta Lively, if you know what I mean. Woo! Garvin's still doing that shit? It's disgraceful. How the fuck are we supposed to get hard with him running around like that? Do you mean to tell me you're walking around with a hard on when Garvin's here? I mean, Jimmy, I get it. That hair is out of control. But Ronnie, sure, brother. Oh, come on now, Flair. Don't start. Nothing won't be nothing. We won't. I'm sure everything will be kosher as a New York butcher. Let's see what we got here. We got Greensboro coming up. What's the story, Morning Glory? Jimmy Garvin and I will go Broadway, and it can get me heat with Ronnie. I think we should be able to stir up the crowd and make Ronnie look strong. Does that crowd even know that they're brothers? I mean, they share a father, mm, but are they both sons? But one looks like a poodle, and the other is a bulldog. Are they a result of a dog gangbang, if you will? Dusty, are you suggesting that if multiple dogs have sex with one bitch, she may be impregnated by all of them, and the litter could have a variety of fathers? Why do you think my sons look nothing alike? Dustin was born out of one vagina, and Cody out of the other. I see. Woo! Can we just shoot the promo? Absolutely, Daddy. Come on in. I'll count you in. Tony Schiavone, are you ready? Yes, sir, Dusty. All righty. I'm going to count you in. Five, four, three, two, one. Nature boy, Rick Flair, you are set to defend your world heavyweight title against Jimmy Garvin. Any thoughts on him or his brother, Ronnie? Tony Schiavone, look at this suit. This suit is the finest silk in town. The shirt is cashmere, and the tie is styling and profiling. I look so good that Princess Diana herself is trying to wine and dine me, baby. And yeah, our love would be bigger than the monarchy. 
bigger than England. Space Mountain would swirl around the continent right through the tunnel in Paris, the city of love. And who knows if Di would even survive. Now, you ask me about Jimmy Garvin. I will tell you about Jimmy Garvin. Jimmy Garvin will step into this ring with me because he will finally feel the bright lights on his face, the sweet smell of success coming off my body, and the thrill of all when I pin his shoulders to the mat. One, two, three, and that's it, my friend. Once the nature boy runs wild all over you, even your lovely princess will want to ride Space Mountain. It's the oldest ride and still has the longest line. And I'll kill her too. And Ronnie, my boy, what you don't understand is that you could have had class. You could have been a contender. You could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what you are. And now you want to go one-on-one with the champ? <laughs> you can have my title when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. Woo! Strong words there from the champ. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, Rick. Can we can we do it again here? Listen, I, I know this isn't how you usually do it, but I went to the trouble of writing you up some lines that I think will make this feud pop. Uh, why don't you give it a try and we'll just tape it? Uh, I just think it can give us a competitive edge advantage with the big guys. Uh, read a verbatim, please. Uh, I'll even give you my car if you do this. <laughs> okay, boss. Whatever you want. But I respect you too much to take your car. Well, I appreciate that. Okay. And five, four, three, two, uh, uh, one. Well, woo, let me tell you something, brother. Look into these eyes, Ronnie Garvin. Look at the hands. This is where the power lies, dude. And what you going to do, Miss Atlanta Lively, when Ric Flair and the largest arms of the world run wild on you? Strong words there from there. I mean, our champ. And cut. Beautiful, Rick. Just beautiful. Really? Doesn't that sound disingenuous? And doesn't it sound like I'm going to have my way with Miss Atlanta Lively? Uh, no, 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 not at all. Uh, listen, I'll get this to the TV studio as fast as I could possibly do so, so we can have it in our show tonight. Hey, Dust, Ronnie does look pretty good dressed up like that, right? You ain't the only one that has walked that path, brother. Whew. But he don't put out for the dream, baby. Problem is, Barbara, when you make loud noises when I'm driving, I think that something's coming from another direction. Yeah, and it's very difficult to focus on the road. Where was I? Oh, yeah, all right. So, Andre the Giant is continuing his training to come back to the ring. Yeah, he has vanished into the French Alps, to Grenoble. I don't know where that is. I don't care where it is. He's going to run kilometers, lift kilograms, drink wine. I don't understand the metric system. Yeah.
any more reps left to me. Yeah, push it, Andre. Get, push it. Give me five more. Hearts on fire. Strong desire. Rage is deep within. Da, 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 da. Hearts on fire. Fever's rising high. Da, 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 the moment of truth was Is he uh, seriously singing the song from uh, Rocky Four? It's not just a song from Rocky Four. It's John Cafferty, you ignorant fuck. Uh, uh, excuse me? I'm sorry, but the disrespect for the artist that made Rocky Four is appalling. And it's not just about Rocky Four. It's about a man and his Beaver Brown band who gets no credit for our greatest victory against communism. John Cafferty is a national treasure. Hearts on fire, strong desire, rages deep within. Yes, hearts on fire, fevers rising high. The moment of truth was near. It keeps him entertained while he trains, and he keeps me entertained when I drive him to the airport, and he relieves the past three years of his life. You know the victories, the defeats, the birthday robots. Sometimes we drive around for hours, but it's working. He doesn't want to play rummy anymore. He's down to seven bottles of Malbec. I've never seen him so engaged here. Uh, maybe it's the special vitamins that Sahorian's giving him. Uh, I know that they uh, helped Hogan after he broke his uh, back there, slamming Andre at Manier. Uh, you know how that went down. Did someone say my name and or vitamins? Do you need a prescription? I have my pad, and I also have a pen at the ready. But I must warn you, Mr. White, you seem a little older than my usual clients. You, you also have the smallest face I have ever seen on a human. So you may need to also take a vitamin of estrogen to balance out your treatment. Hey there, pal. I suffer from severe anxiety disorder. The, the last thing I need are vitamins. Uh, it might make me want to kill myself. And the burning heart. It's about to bust. Oh, you see? More Rocky Four. It's not just Rocky Four. That's Survivor. They wrote Eye of the Tiger, too. In the burning heart, it's about to bust. Uh, is it me, or is he getting louder? Hearts on fire, strong desire, raging deep within in the burning heart. Andre! Guys, he's dead, and no amount of John Cafferty cock can bring him back. Do something, doctor. Hey, I'm Dr. Zahorian, not Dr. Frankenstein. Well, uh, we can't tell people that we trained Andre the Giant to death. Yeah? Let's just tell Hulk he killed him with that body slam. Oh, Mr. McMahon is not gonna like this. Slamming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words. 
Killing me softly with his song, killing me softly with his song, telling my whole life with his words, killing me softly with his song, Hogan, Hulk Hogan. I heard he sang a good song, I heard he had a style, and so I came to see him to listen for a while, and there he was, this young boy, a stranger to my eyes, strumming my pain with his fingers. Singing my life with his song Oh, killing me softly with his song Killing me softly with his song Telling my whole life with his words Killing me softly Ah, with his song I felt all flushed with fever Embarrassed by the crowd I felt he found my letters and read it one out loud He was strumming my pain Yeah, he was seeing my life Killing me softly with his song Killing me softly with his song Well, you know, it's not racist to say there's a lot of them. I didn't say if it was good or bad, but let me tell you something. I don't mind that it's good or bad. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, but this is just how it is, all right? And we're going to leave that child back on that road where he lies, right? Because if not, there's going to be a whole shitstorm of stuff coming. Jim Crockett Promotions is struck back with their great annual Great American Bash. Three amazing events at the Omni in Atlanta, the Memorial Stadium in Charlotte, and the Orange Bowl in Miami, which is close to Sarasota, which is a good place. Anyway, along with the addition of stars from the UWF and NWA Florida, this year's event introduced war games. The Match Beyond, yeah, which drove crowds wild. You know who else it drove wild? My brother Lanny. Because he really hated that piece of shit Kevin Sullivan. That's a devil worshiper, yeah. And let me tell you something about devil worshiping, huh? When you go in and you believe in devils and Baphomet and uh, Moloch the Owl, yeah. Now you're on Alex Jones territory, yeah. I watched a documentary called Killing Our Freedom, yeah. Well, that's what's happening with Kevin Sullivan. Kid, listen, you have to be psyched to be here now in the NWA. I mean, this is the big leagues, kid. You know, when I was coming up, I moved to Florida, kid, and you cannot get a roast beef treeway down there. 
It's so fucking stupid, kid. I remember growing up, going to Kelly's on the beach, getting my clams, and then heading up to Middleton to get some Richardson's ice cream, and then popping over to Jordan's to watch the water show, kid. You can't get that shit over here, kid. But at least we're getting paid big time. Jimmy Crockett's going to take care of us, kid. I've always taken care of you, Kevin. Taking care of me? You're my kid brother. Kid Sting. And you, kid, take care of me? Okay, kid. I'm trying something new out here. I think I can make a name for myself. I talk with Dusty, and he's excited for me. He says I'm going to be a big star. He kept calling me Rock. He must be talking about my physique. They say they have big plans for me, but not before they go national. Once they go national, I'm in. National? Come on now, Kevin Sullivan. Let the man talk. Dusty, guys, this place ain't going national. They'll be lucky to be in business next week. That Jim Crockett doesn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. All he's got is that TBS time slot. Once Vince comes calling, all of us are leaving. Well, it seems to me that it seems to be that Kevin Sullivan is a traitor. Not like Animal or me. We like it here. Lots of guys for us to throw around. And everyone loves punching Michael Hayes in the face. Look at him. Someone should knock him out and wax his damn chest. Tell him, Animal. I'll do it for 10 bucks. Well, he'll do it for 10 bucks. Animal will wax Michael Hayes' chest for 10 bucks. Nine bucks, brother, nine bucks. Well, Tully Blanchard comes in at nine bucks. Going once, going twice, sold for nine dollars. Tully Blanchard will shave Michael Hayes' chest. Perfect. That's a two or three grand, brother. I don't mind the extra scratch. Just pay me up front. You know, in case Hayes shaved his chest on his own. It happens. Coffee table. You know what I mean? I get paid no matter what. If I don't do the work, tag team wrestling, brother. Tag team wrestling, buddy. That's the way it works. Nine dollars, five grams. Can you believe this shit today? These motherfuckers down the subway have the gall to call themselves sandwich artists. Jesus Christ, son. There is no love and care at all in that place. They are pawing at the bread like a, a goddamn raccoon going through Missy Hyatt's old hair. Just digging and digging. For the love of God, just dump the meatballs on the thing. Give me my triple cheese and my Sprite, and let's call it a day. Oh, what's your problem, Cornette? What, what, Lex, what's my problem? All you do is eat fast food and complain. Oof! It seems like the only time you don't have something to say is when you're shoving something down that bright pink gullet of yours. You should find someone fatter than yourself, fat boy, to manage so you look somewhat normal by comparison. Well, I'm glad you spoke your mind, Lex, and I... I certainly won't be holding a grudge. Uh, hey, hey, guys. Uh, sorry I just got here. Uh, uh, you're not going to believe this, but there's more bad news. Uh, uh, we tried to have uh, the nature boy, Ric Flair, cutting a, a Hulk Hogan promo on TV. Uh, it turns out that was a really bad move. We are getting sued for gimmick infringement. Uh, the WWF, Terry Bollea Enterprises, whatever that is, and, and even Marvel Comics are suing us. Guys, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to make some cuts. No, 
<clears throat> okay, uh, well then, uh, who's it going to be, baby? Well, I went home last night, and I, I, I just couldn't get tell his words out of my head. I, I just can't keep justify keeping you guys on this roster who only do half the work and yet get paid the same amount. So from here on, if you're in a tag team and your name isn't uh, Lex Luger, then you're out of here. Well, let's go, animal. Kill him, Hawk! Well! This is outrageous. I'm going straight to the WWF, buddy, where people are paid fairly and they don't care what you do at the Gold Club at 3 a.m. Let's go. I'm really sorry, fellas. Believe me, this is the last thing I wanted to do. I don't get off on firing people. <laughs> well, baby, I want to meet the guys that'll turn this place around. Kevin Sullivan and... Uh, uh, hold on, hold on, Dusty. Uh, I want to get the other one's debut right on film. You know, David did such a great job with contract. You know, sought him out, got him to sign on the dotted line. Uh, great job there, David. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I feel like for the first time in my life, I've done something right despite my parietal lobe being described as, quote-unquote, abnormally small. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's see. Uh, Shivani! Uh, yes, sir! Debuts are always an exciting time. I think it's because they represent hope. Uh, hope for what could possibly be, despite past dalliances. Uh, hope that fills your heart with the innocence of a child. God, Gordon, did, did anyone tell you that you look and sound like someone who has taken the innocence of a child? All right. Uh, anyway, okay. Tony, here, here we go. We're live in three, two. Wrestling fans, we are here, and this is very exciting. The debut of a brand new superstar. Uh, Dustin, why is he so small? Former Blade Runner Rock, Jim Helwig, welcome to the NWA. Well, my name isn't Jim. It's Steve. And you can call me Sting! It's Sting! Wait, 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 wait. Cut, cut, cut. David, you were supposed to sign the other Blade Runner. You, you know, the big one. Where the hell is he? Well, uh, he signed with the WWF. You've got to be kidding me. And we just said his name on TV. Yes. God damn it, David. What have you done this time? Fine, I'm fine, yeah. Fine. Just a little pain, you know? Pain is normal. But this is an important one because this was a big night for the Macho Man, yeah. 
See a little guy called Howard Finkel, yeah. Never trusted the Howard Finkel, no, he never trusted a man with no hair, yeah. He approached Vince on the night of the Saturday night's main event taping, where we're gonna form the greatest tag team in the history of wrestling, the Mega Powers, yeah. I got me a tag team partner, yeah. Now Vince is nervous, he's hoping to pull this off, and Dick Ebersol, <laughs> Dick, is coming from a major meeting. And it's not with Lanny, if you know what I mean. Maybe I'm not hearing you correctly. You're, you're saying a tag team tournament. Why? Weird. Well, I, I mean, we'll have Andre back. That's good. He'll crush the whole fucking division. Huh? Killer Bees? What? It, Gary Michael Capetta? Ugh, whatever. And, 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 Bill, your last check bounced. If you want to keep taking pictures here, you better get your monthly payments in. Uh, sorry, Vince. What were you saying? Now, now remember, Honky. You don't hit Savage till Liz is coming back with Hogan. I want him to see the guitar shot. I want him to feel it. You got that? Uh, we make movies here, and I want to make sure we can get the camera shots back and forth and back and forth. Like me and Rita Chatterton in that limo. This is going to be replayed for years. And it wasn't really us in the limo. It's just a fictional story. They want us to come at, come at the tag teams? I mean, it was partially fictional. They think we can steal the idea from me? Bruno told me she was in that limo. It was not a good idea. It's bad enough they're putting on sports entertainment shows to begin with. Well, I'm making the greatest tag team in the history of this business. Listen, Vinny, I don't make mistakes. As long as Vince is with Hogan, or as Liz is with Hogan, I make gold here. Also, I'm the Intercontinental Champion, the greatest, I might say, but I have this belt forever, right? Right? If not, Honky is going to be upset, and we know what happens when Honky gets upset. I stop kissing babies, and I go to town on Jimmy. He's not kidding! He'll come down on my ass with the force of a thousand violins, baby! Speaking of violins... I called my chick on the phone last night. Her mother said she was gone for the night. She had two tickets to a rock and roll show to see her working class hero. So I jumped in my car and I cruised downtown. I could hear the music playing from a mile around. So I got me a ticket and I walked inside. I could see him stand there in the spotlight. Eat your heart out, Rick Springfield. Cause she's my girl and she always will be the only girl for me. Ain't no rock and roll singer gonna take her away from me. Ah, Jimmy, and that's circumstance. It's, it's your job to create force from underneath. You to grind and a spin. Uh, sacre blah, where does me mama? Qu'est-ce que c'est? Vince, I have a question. Do you think I can handle the backstage interviews here? I've been working on my voice, and the inflections are much more toned down. Well, I will say, Howard, is a reasonable request, and I'll be honest, I've lately met a lot 
lot of nerds, and, and you're really not that bad uh, compared to them. So uh, I'll take it under advisement. Thank you. What? What was that? A sneeze? In my presence? Ask Siviafi what happens if you sneeze around me. His push went down quicker than that bitch Linda. Think? You know what I think? You're an obscene one, Mr. Fink. You are the real heel. You're as worthless as the Kleenex you used on that fucking sneeze, Mr. Fink. You should eat a banana. It won't kill you too. Miss a fucking meal. You are a monster, Mr. Fink. Your heart is likely to explode. You're as ugly as the spider. You know less than Billy Joel, Mr. Fink. Not even Judy Martin would touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Fink. You were a truly stupid hire. You have all the testosterone of Velvet McIntyre, Mr. Fink. Given the choice between the two of you, uh, I'd even fuck Velvet McIntyre. You're a foul one, Mr. Fink. You'll never be a hunk. Your pants hide a tiny cock. Your nose is full of gunk, Mr. Fink. Three words that describe you are as follows. And I quote, Jimmy Jack Funk. You're a jobber, Mr. Fink. You're the king of sin. Snots. Your bald head looks like a tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Fig. Your announcements have no heat, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, Megalop sounding like Cowboy Bill Watts. You nauseate me, Mr. Fink. With a nauseous, disgusting nose. You're a crooked, jerky jobber, and you'll never be a hoss, Mr. Fink. You're like a long, boring match, and you're a worthless little bitch, so go fucking die. And stop sneezing, you idiot. Okay, that sounds pretty good, Vince. I think I could be a singer, you know. If you want to pair me with Honky Tonk Man, I could probably do something, you know? Enough, Brett. You're like a son to me. But you're with Anvil. Stop asking me for change. Talking about Luke, oh, no. No, no, no. I, that's not working for me, sister, brother. Oh, no, what no. now? What doesn't work for you? Working with that Randy guy. No, no, no. I am the last face at Mania, brother. And him with his hair and the beard and the stars and all that shit. 
Why on earth would I, T.B. Hogan, help him? You're not seeing this through, Hulk. You're big. You're strong. You're mean like a junkyard dog. Not that junkyard dog. He's a drug addict. But you know what you need if you want to make it in Hollywood is a sensitive side. That's why we put you with Randy and Liz. Maybe we can set you up as some sort of romantic lead. Hulkster, I know that you're going to make it big in the movies. But right now, Randy needs you. We talked to Dick Ebersol, and the Savage Train doesn't leave the station without Hulk. I hate to admit it, but she's right, Hulk Hogan. I just need you to help me out so we can make money all over the country. This will be great for business, and you know I love business, and business for me, and we can make a big, big, massive business boom on the horizon. You talked about turning heel, yeah. Well, maybe that's what we do. Right, like like maybe a love triangle between us, you know, yeah, you put your times. hand on my rear, you keep saying that you love me, and start managing you and coming to ringside with you. The whole time, Randy is over there feeling jealous, and then Man. boom, you slap him in the face, and we are off and running. Oh. Mm. Liz, I like the way you described that. Do that again. Read it. I mean, there's no read it. Never mind. Mm, maybe we can get, uh, we can add some juice to this, brother. Juice. Not an accident. Brother Brutai. Yes, Brutai runs in. What are you doing, brother? What are you doing, sister? All incredulous. Yeah. And then I'll pray over your dead, beautiful body, Liz, while you're cold in my arms. Not Randy's, but my arms, sister. Dead body? Yeah. Well, Randy, how's it going to work, brother? She's got to be dead. You're going to run into her like 100 miles an hour. Jeez, brother, how's she going to live? She's like 100 and nothing pounds, brother. I mean, I've snorted more. I mean, I've lifted more than her. Will that hurt? Well, I mean, Liz, baby, I mean, it's going to kill you. It's got to. Just like I killed Andre last week. His 7,000-pound body in front of 9 zillion at the Superdome. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be like, don't die, Liz. And, and I can whisper things in your ear, sister. And I'll look over. Well, Randy won't be there. But I'll look at you, sister. And I'll start kissing your hand. And, and What? And do it. No, no, no. No one is kissing anyone's hand. Uh -huh. That's what we did for maidens in days of yore. Uh, yeah. But these are the days of the macho man Randy Savage. And I am not. Gonna tolerate it, uh huh? Oh, Randy, Randy, I just thought it'd be good, you know, the power of prayer, brother. Prayers, vitamins, crosses, you know what I mean, brother? It's a demandment, my demandment, brother. Oh. Hey, I never got why they were called demandments. Because he demands people that follow him, and that he demands they do these things because he's a selfish asshole. Whoa, whoa, brother. We're talking money here, brother. You call me those names, brother. Business not happening. I don't do bad business. I only do my, I mean, good business, brother. How is good business telling me you want to murder my wife, huh? Huh? How is it? It's my fault, huh? It's my fault you want to murder my wife. Uh-uh. Let me tell you something, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, you think you're going to bring her back from the dead? Not on my watch. Oh, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Randy, listen. Everybody knows that the hitman is a fair man, 
Hulk Hogan is an upright citizen and a good friend. Terry has been there for me every time I needed him. He even introduced me to that bitch, Julie. Brett, that's your wife. No, no, you see, it's a pet name. She calls me a fucking deadbeat who was never there for her kids, and I call her that bitch or the whore of Babylon or the ruiner of lives or whatever. Then she tries to fight me, and she's the one who gets hurt. And speaking of pet names, let me tell you about my business idea. Bret Hart's Britches for Bitches. Here's the concept. Stay on task, Brett. Stay on task. You're right, Randy. You're right. Just like Dad used to say, discipline. You are a misogynist, Bret Hart. Oh, look at Captain Feminism, Randy Savage. Talk to me next time you lock Liz in a fucking dressing room. Hey, he does that for my own good, you Canadian fuck. Yeah, there's literally a guy running around in a robe whose whole character is he's gonna bang your wife, yeah. Whoa, whoa, Randy, brother. Don't talk about John Stubb that way. He's got the diabetes, brother. What does that have to do about anything? The diabetic are among the most ardent sexual maniacs. The lack of sugar makes their appetites insatiable. And it makes their cum taste like cotton candy. Hey, Amen to that. What the, what the fuck are we talking about here? None of this might not work for me, brother. That whatever you just said. We'll figure out the business, brother. I always figure out the business, brother. Like I did for Rita, Vince, brother. By the way, Randy, Hulk's been yeah. trashing you behind your back. Said you what? should carry his bags like Brutus. That son of a bitch, yeah. You know, I'd never hurt anyone in the ring. I know. You say it every five minutes. Psst. Psst. Hey, Jake! Yeah, what's up, Coco? I think you need to take it down about 50% here. I'm sorry, brother. I just feel real good. But uh, can, can we talk right now, like, alone? You sure can, Coco. Davy's cool, Birdman. He's uh, one of the animal families, one of us. Mm. We all just end up cleaning shite. Dog, bird, snake. I got a question. Where does a snake shite out of exactly? Ooh, I don't know where Damien does his business, but my caca comes from my eyes. Ooh, look, I, I don't even want to get involved in any of that mess, brother. I just had a problem last night. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I swear, my fine-feathered friend Frankie was hovering over me, directly staring into my eyes, and, and, and he had those hungry eyes. I, I felt the magic between him and I, Jake. Yeah, it sounds like he looked hungry, but of course he was hungry. We're all hungry, uh, especially me for crack. But uh, did he have a look of respect about him? No, no, he... He had a very disrespectful look in his eyes. Ooh, see. How can that bird watch you take the shit rattle, the shake rattle and roll as well and still respect you? How could that bird sit there and watch you lose to Tama? Tama! I mean, come, come on, Jake. It was a house show. Those don't count, brother. You don't to house. Leave him at the Oh, You turn the porn on high. You starve him. You leave him freezing cold trunk, and then you laugh when he moves slower for the next 45 minutes afterwards. You have to establish dominance, Coco. You know, 
this one time Matilda saw us losing to Fart Foundation, so she bit me cock right in the middle of the night. Just bared down on the bloody thing. Luckily, I'm in a concave state at all times, as Diana might be lurking somewhere, you know, ready for me to force herself get a little bugger in. All right, well, are you ready to nip this shit in the bud, Coco? Because I have an extra burlap sack. I think I'm ready, brother. And you know what, Jake? I'm forever in your debt. Thank you for being my friend. The fuck? Oh, my God. All right, get out. Richard Dick Ebersol is here from the National Broadcasting Company. You know, the channel that airs Saturday night's main event. Clear out. I'll fire each and every one of you. You know I get off on that shit. You won't be walking out the Hello, Vince. Things all set for this evening? Big house out there, it looks like. We're going to rip roaring and ready to go. And... Excuse me, gentlemen. Just wanted to come in and say hi. Uh, Honky, you're interrupting us as always. I know this isn't the purest form of Southern hospitality, but I heard a rumor that Randy Savage's train was in the station without Hulk Hogan. Yes, I am. Well, latch yourself to the honky train, baby. We'll be, we'll, we'll go all the way. I'll make them forget about Elvis. I'll make them forget about Hulk Hogan, and I'll make your wife forget about you. Excuse me. <laughs> the people love me, Dick, and I love me some Dick. I mean, you, not your Dick. You get it, right? Honky, get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry, Dick. I'm really sorry, Dick. I, I think we got some great things on the horizon. Disregard this Elvis wannabe. Vince, I do need to discuss something with you. I received a call from Ted Turner. He's looking to move with pay-per-views, and this could be a big for that Jim Crockett promotions. I'm only telling you this because I want you to be prepared for anything. We are friends, Vince, and I want you to make sure our partnership stays strong. I don't know if Saturday Night Live will stay on, and you could be looking at a lot more main events if that show gets canceled. Dick, let me tell you one thing my father always told me. Number one. Don't trust a dick. Number two, don't join them. Beat them. I'm stepping out and get the honky-tonk blue. Hey, the honky-tonk blue. I have a picture pinned to my wall. An image of you and of me and we're laughing with no, officer, I have no idea. I have no idea what happened to that little Asian boy way back. I have no clue. Uh, I don't want to say there's too many of them. <laughs> that would be racist. But uh, no, thank you. Thank you for asking, though. And I'm glad you're a fan. All right, I'll do one one time. One time for you. Oh, yeah. All right, I'll see you later. That was close. Glad you kept your fucking mouth shut, yeah. Anyway, uh, we had the we had the great match with the Honky Tonk Man. I chased him around the ring. Him and Peggy Sue and Jimmy, they're all running for their lives because I would have murdered him, yeah. 
But after this, after this amazing night and Dick Ebersol and dicks and dicks going in and thick dicks, all that, Vince McMahon tries to sleep. Uh-huh. He's in the middle of a difficult night's sleep, and it's not because there's a penis. He wakes up and he squints to see the vision of his father sulking in the corner and shaking his head like he's disappointed there's no penis. Dad? L- listen, I know what I'm doing. I'm making money hand over fist, becoming a respected entertainment mogul. I'm bringing the world joy, excitement, night after night, city after city. And you couldn't. No, you know what? You wouldn't see this vision. I had to do what I had to do, and there is nothing wrong with it. Uh, well, Vince, tonight you'll be visited by three ghosts of the wrestling age. You will find out what happens when you try to go global. If we continue down this path, the dangers that will happen. Tonight, I'm kind of busy right now. We just had high numbers on Saturday night's main event, and I'm planning another major pay-per-view. I don't have time for this shit. Enough. They are coming. Enough. They are coming. Just like Stan Lane. Why don't you sign that guy, Vinny? Oh, Dad, with the signings. Ridge. 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 Stew? Stew? My God, is that you? And who's Ridge? Yeah, yeah, you're Reg, Reg. I'm Reg? Yeah, Reg. You look like shit, pal. You've really let yourself go since your wrestling days. I suppose yeah. you're here to tell me some malarkey about why going global was bad, right? Dad? Dad, please. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't ruin this story. You ruin everything, Bruce. Jesus Christ. This is, this is, uh, um, Vincent, uh, I am the ghost of wrestling past, and uh, what was uh, what was the fella's name who was talking to me and Gene Kinney? What was was his name? Yeah, we're a business of uh, carnies, circus folk, nomads, you know. Uh, we smell smell like cabbage in small hands. We should never lay down roots and make ourselves uh, legitimate. Uh, what fine word, legitimate? Well, Edmund, Edgar, the legitimate. If my inventions thrive, Edmund the base shall top the legitimate. Uh, 
what's next? You want to run for Congress, Vince? Uh, uh, we're made to find marks and they pay and we keep them paying. That's what I'm doing, Stu. We keep the marks and the smarks in line. Even that Scott Keith, seven-year-old, ripping me. Newsletters. But we can still try and take their lunch money. For instance, we started selling these ice cream bars. The kids will love them. We sold thousands this summer. It's a cash cow. Ice cream. Uh, Ice cream. Yeah. Ice cream. You scream, discipline, discipline, Rich. Uh, reminds me of my kids. You see, you gotta have the discipline. Rich, you know, you know what it feels like to hate someone close to your heart, but you, you just, you, you wish he'd die. And you bring him downstairs and you, 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 you strangle him and you, you try to kill him like a, like a kitten in a sack. And you, you, you stretch him and you, you, you smash him and you, you scream in his ear as loud as you can. But at the end of the day, he's still your son and, and he can still hear. I'm loud. I'm loud when I hate. It's easy to hate fuck my tiger bell for me cursing with this cad. And uh, I just, I just, I hate him. He always wears sunglasses and Leather and that floppy homosexual hair. I have nothing, nothing against the homosexuals. I hate the hair and their obsession with the hair. In fact, one time, uh, Toots Mount and I got really close. And that's why Smith calls him Uncle Toots. And I call him Cock Mount. Stu, Stu, listen. Uh, I, got, look, I got a lot going on, right? I mean, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Snooker killed that woman. He did. Uh, and yeah, I knew yeah. it. I knew it. And you, you covered it I up. got him out. I got him out because I needed him. I needed him head by the cap center that night. But you know what? I don't know if even I like where this is going. I didn't like her anyway. She had stupid hair and probably was a bitch. Dad, I, I just want your respect. But hey, Bruce, Brucey, how can I respect ye? Your hair is mop, your arms are weak, and you have the look of a loathsome cunt. Uh, <clears throat> Stu, I'm lost. Who are you talking to? I, uh, it's hard to admit, but I, uh, I hate my son, Vince. Brett? Brett is like a son to me, Stu. I won't stand no, for that. No, 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 not, not Brett. Brett is a saint. It's that f- f- fool Bruce. Oh, fuck it. I, I, you know, he, he's got a face like you just want to penetrate, you know, and I, I tried, I, I stretched him, you know, I stretch, I stretch, I take him down in the basement, I, and I, and I, and I say discipline, but, but the bones, Vince, the bones don't break before the age of two. Trust me, Vince. I'm on the phone! I'm on the phone! Nevertheless, Vince, um, come with me, Vincent. Let's see, go back to a time when you're... Rob on the phone! Here we are in St. Louis, and your dad is working at a deal with Andre the Giant. I'll give you 10% of the gate, wherever we are, so as long as you're on the show. Does that work for you, boss? It's not all about money, Andre. We're a family business. Just hanging on. But I couldn't look my son Vince in the eyes if I didn't pay or treat my talent fairly. 
He's a good kid who I abandoned for most of his life. I want him to inherit or possibly buy an honest business. It sure will, boss. But I might mean you'll lose my own some shows. You didn't? Your father was a fair man. That man sounds like a Neanderthal, and he still hired him, and he still paid for him, and he still waxed him. Not a maniac. Not a maniac who runs around screaming and yelling to, to, to trying to crush the slightest hint of comp 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 competition. Everyone made money, and all the territories were strong. He, he was a good man. He, he was a great man. Oh, what a man. When uh, when Bruce was born, I um I tried to put him back. I tried uh, I tried to mash his head uh, back up Tiger Bell's vagina, uh, but I, I messed it. I, I messed it up. It's it's a now it's a um uh, what was it a meaty mangled mess, and that's that's actually why Brett can't speak properly. Well, uh, thank you for stopping by, Stu, and you're absolutely right. My dad treated people fairly and was heartily respected for it. I I wish I could be treated fairly. Shut up! Shut the fuck up! What's not fair is you're alive! You ruined my life! You ruined my wife's pussy! Shut up! I'm I'm sorry, Dad. I'm I'm sorry. Die in a fire, you flammable fuck. <laughs> I thought my family was fucked up. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus, riding down Santa Claus Lane. Blitz and blitz and all the hills are rain. Ho ho ho! Vince, Vinny, Vinman. Good morning, sunshine. We've got work to do. Santa? Why do I always see you this time of year? Because it's Christmas, you psychopath. Remember? Christmas? I just know that. It's usually when we run Madison Square Garden and there's a bunch of stuff around with lights. <sighs> Vince, Christmas is when you want to break the spirit of your locker room. I am also the ghost of wrestling present. I am here to show you how things are behind the scenes when you're not around. The talent are scared, Vince. They don't know where they stand. And if this NBC deal falls through, where does that leave them? It leaves them cockless. You were successful with WrestleMania 3, but a lot of the talent knows that you made a lot of money. And, and, and with the end of the territories, there is no room to bargain with. You are the only place to go. And that's not good for competition, Vince. That's monopoly. And and, and your, your locker room doesn't want to end up Baltic Avenue while you're living it up on Park Place, Vince. Let's listen in. I just know that Vince is lowballing Randy and me. We are the hottest act in wrestling, and he is not paying us what we deserve. But everybody knows that the hitman is worth a min. But I only get half the money, and I do double the work carrying that rhino. That's why I need to start my side business focused on livery for canines. Have I told you about it? You have not. Well, I probably shouldn't. 
Brandy did say your feeble female mind might not be sharp enough to comprehend it. Brandy said that? Thank you for telling me. And now back to the Santa Claus. So you see, Vince, your talent are suffering through the expansion. The funds you are pumping into aggressive expansion are the funds that could be going to make the lives of your workers better, Vince. Well, Mr. Kringle, I guess I never thought about it that way. Please don't use my government, Vince. Now, let's take a look at the home of Jim Crockett Jr. And let's see how he and his family are holding out right now. Did you collect all the, the old newspapers for the fire, Jim Jr. Jr.? You know Daddy had to turn the heat off due to all the lawsuits. Oh, Daddy, 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 do you need to unplug Mommy? Like, do you think we can pull her back in? I did, son. Sadly, I did. But she is with the angels now, Jim Jr. Jr. Listen, Daddy, 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 listen, listen. As long as you can run your business fairly, no matter what, you be the bestest daddy ever. And we, we may not have the money we used to. I did love the money. The money was really nice. It made things better. Anyway, it, we, we may not have the money that we used to, but your spirit and a positive attitude, uh, it kept me going. It made a debate better. I mean, like, 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 when I lost my wig, you, you, you could have made fun of me, but, but, you kept a positive attitude and gave me your wig. I mean, yeah, now I have the wig of an eight-year-old and another wig of the 40-year-old man, but I am a wife. I'm sure I can't walk until my other leg grows to be the same size as your leg, but I can slither around. Just, I just slither around. It's kind of fun, actually. Oh, one day, one day though, I'm gonna slither back to that school. Once, once I can give up my job at the mine, I don't really like it. I don't. I, it's bad. Ugh, I don't like it. But, but anyway, I slither to the school, and and I make something of my life, Dad. I I will make something. <coughs> oh, but Jesus, God again. <coughs> It's this way, it's this way, I'm okay, I'm okay, it's this way. <coughs> oh, and the blood, and the blood, <coughs> so much blood, oh, so much blood, oh, oh, but Jesus saved me, oh, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, but you know what, you know what, it's gonna be okay, cause you, you would use give me your float too if I need it like that, <coughs> I can just have your float. Of course I will, son. I don't. I don't, I don't get it. His child looks up to him with adulation. What? What is that? It, it's called a healthy relationship, Vince. <laughs> See, you've built up a legacy of fear and oppression on your own talent. They know they have no other options. Jim Crockett here is probably going to lose his home. 
and you just never stop. Your kids see this, Vince. They learned it by watching you, Dad. They see you as the tyrant that you are. I've been an ogre. Like that bitch Aretha Franklin was the Gorilla Monsoon at WrestleMania 3 at the Pontiac Silverdome with a record 93,000 fans. I don't know why. I just have competition inside of me. Like Vanna White and Bob Uecker. It's not enough for me just to succeed. I have to see everyone else fail as well. I've got to change. I'm going to change. Starting tomorrow morning, I'll be a whole new man. Stand back. Well then, Vince, speaking of stand back, stand back so I can get my catchphrase in. Merry Christmas, my friend. Good to see you again this year. And hey, at least this time, I didn't have to fight Jesus. You know, speaking of which... Hello, my child. Good to see you again, Vincent. Oh, Jesus, forgive me how I've sinned! You know, I would have bet that you would have burst into flames before admitting a sin. This is progress, Vincent. So as you know, I have many roles. The Alpha, the Omega, the Father, the Son, the guy you yell for when you smash your hand with a hammer. And one of my proudest roles is being the ghost of wrestling's future. Well, I will say one thing, Vincent. You still have good conditioning. You look healthy, but you should drink more water. Your veins are a little popping, like that one, right there in your head. I'm just nervous, Jesus. I don't want you to shoot me with your Jesus powers. Child, that's not how I work. It's better than gym powers, but you couldn't strike me dead for all the awful things I've done? Oh, certainly I could. I could explode you on the spot. I could turn my hand into a machete and lop your head right off. I could summon ghosts to come and inflate you via your penis until you filled with air, burst, and spun around the room like a lost balloon. But these aren't actions becoming the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Are you here to show me the future of wrestling? Maybe give me some pointers as to what will be a hit in the future? I am ready to change, Jesus. I am happy to see what the future holds for me. I don't have much to tell you, Vincent. I'll tell you only that we are going to see a conversation between your daughter and her future husband, who's a wrestler in your company. Oh, no. Did Rick Rude get her? No, no. You haven't met him yet. No matter what the fuck these hoes talking about, just know you a bad bitch every motherfucking time that you wake up and you look in that motherfucking mirror. All the pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. Pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. You know, Hunter, I think we should talk to Dad and let him know that it is time. He's getting up there, and he's just not with the current times anymore. You know he still thinks picking on JR is funny. I mean, it is. But honestly, JR was like an uncle do I need to see him fired and belittle? And not just the kind of uncle that took advantage of me or anything. No, an uncle 
you can take advantage of. One, I'm telling my dad, and he'd poop in his hat for you. Stephanie, uh, it's the right thing to say, but the old man is never going to listen to us. Maybe your mother can help you out, or Sheen, but nothing will work. Uh, your dad is a maniac, and he's determined to get this XFL off the ground after the NFL season concludes. And he still has high hopes that someday the Marine Six is going to win an Oscar. It all started with the expansion stuff, and he grew into a billionaire. Right, but along the way, he lost his family. Hold the phone. Wait just a minute. I get to launch a football league, have an Oscar-winning movie, and a super cool son-in-law? If I continue with this expansion? I don't think that's what you're supposed to take from this. No! I'm taking it all. I'm surprised I'm still married, honestly, but this is great. I'm better than ever, Jesus. I know what to do now. I'm not going to change a thing. I'm going to swallow up every territory. Just like Rita Chat. Forget it. I'll put Crockett and his family in the fucking ground. If I ruled the world, I'd kill all my sons. Sorry, Shane. I love them. Love them, baby. Black diamonds and pearls. If Vinnie Mac ruled the world. Now, that was the worst thing to ever happen to Nasir Jones since Hove dropped the takeover. What what the hell happened, Jesus? We had him. All you had to do was bring him home. I, I, I don't know. I thought showing him that his daughter was married to the man who killed wrestling would turn him around. Yeah, but uh, he never cared about wrestling, Reg. All he cared about was the faded sentences and the um the thing with the thing and the um the thing it's uh, my son he died in an accident. He um he fell. Um Owen he fell. And um there's just it's even now I when I think about it, it um it feels unfair that uh, Owen, the best of us, fell. My other son had a stroke and another one had a flesh eating disease. Flesh eating virus, if you need to be. Stu, I'm omnipotent, and even I don't understand that shit. Yeah, but you caused it. You, you, you know what, JC? Yeah, you messed this up, but hell, it's not the first time. See, that's the difference between you and me. I show up on your birthday and make the people happy. Now, you, my friend, you, you've whipped on a ton of things. World War II, 9-11, the ending of Game of Thrones, Secret Invasion, Ryan Reynolds in that Green Lantern movie. Uh, so many things I can't even list, brother. But, but now this, this might be the worst of all. I'm sorry, guys. I did. I messed this one up. No problem, Jesus, mi hermano. Let's go back to Stu's place and discuss this. We can fix it. Hey, yeah. I hear you like torture.
That's why you don't meet your heroes. Yeah, they always let you down. Anyway, there's a whole lot going on now. Andre the Giant is dead, but Crockett doesn't know that. So Jim Crockett, David Crockett, Dusty Rhodes, they're just trying to sign the next big thing, the next big free agent. Yeah, and they don't come knocking on the Macho Man Randy Savage store because they know that it's not my fault. And I will fuck them up if they ever come near me again, those pieces of shit. Not that I have a problem with them because they're black. No, I don't appreciate the Wrestling Alliance. No, no, I don't have a problem. Look, it's Jim Crockett. I will tell you what, Jim Crockett Jr., this is a big move. Big move. But going after this guy is showing the world that you are serious as a heart attack. Mm. <laughs> My wife once told me that being with me was worse than a heart attack. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a miracle you haven't killed yourself yet, Mr. David Crockett. <laughs> it's not from lack of trying. So why are we here? Yeah, the Nature Boy's time is valuable. Uh, I wanted to roll out the red carpet for this. You know, show him the best we have to offer. Uh, I'll go get my dress. What if he sees my stomp? Woo! Stop worrying about your Johnson, Garvin. If you play your cards right, I'll show you mine on an airplane a few years down the road. We're going to tear the house down, me and you. Know it. Live it. You put that dress away, or I'll take you to Space Mountain. Woo! I thought that was for ladies only. In the dark, whatever happens, happens. Woo! Uh, uh, there he is. There he is. Uh, uh, Bill, come get a picture of this. Yes, sir. Roddy, Roddy Piper. Uh, welcome, my friend, to the great state, great city of Charlotte. Well, looky here. Got the whole mod squad out. It's a great old hot rod. How are you doing, Richard? Fine, Roderick. Hey, who might we have here? Hands of stone running Garvin. That goes nicely with your chin of granite and your mouth of marbles. Hey! You don't know whether you're coming or going. You can keep that one for later, pal. Just when you think you've got all the answers, I change the questions. I just go through time, filming a new project called They Live, and boy, is it something. Uh, they, they Live? Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, how, what, I, I must not have ever heard of it. They Live is a 1988 American science fiction action horror film written and directed by John Carpenter based on the 1963 short story Eight O'Clock in the Morning by Ray Nelson, starring Roddy Piper, Keith David, and Meg Foster. The film follows an unnamed drifter who discovers through special sunglasses that the ruling class are aliens concealing their appearance and manipulating people to consume, breed, and conform to the status quo via subliminal messages in mass media. 
slowly. I hate you so much with every fiber in my body. Me too. Hell, son, you just spoiled the movie for Rick and Ronnie. No time for movies, Popper. Woo! I'm yelling at the top of my lungs, and I don't know why. Woo! I'm too busy laying pipe all over North America. Woo! And I'm too busy crying. Hold me, Davy Crockett. That is a game I know too well, brother. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to just cut right to the chase here, Roddy. Uh, I would like to offer you a multi-year contract here with us at Jim Crockett Promotions. Full creative control, whatever you want. Just, just name your price. Well, well, I certainly appreciate the offer. Did you hear about the time that Moses came down from the mountain with the tablets from God? So he goes up there, right? He's gone for a while, and the people had made this golden calf. Moses has no clue. He just goes up and talks to God. Real professional, right? He goes up, makes some tablets, makes himself a couple of bologna sandwiches, and then just stomps back down the mountain. And what does he see? He sees that calf shining in the sunlight. A beacon of all that is right and wrong with the world. He loses his dignity. He loses it to a golden calf. Jacques Cousteau and Oliver Wright would have had a field day with him. Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, I don't follow, Roddy. Well, what's your point? It would have been nice to have a calf. That's all I'm saying. Oh, well, well, well t- t- tell me right now what you need. I- I'll bronze gold and Gordon Soli right here and now for you if you want. All right. I'll go get the molten metal. Nah, nah, nah. But don't make the mistake of making Twinkle Toes over there your champion. Oh, I don't think anyone would describe my toes as twinkled. (laughs) They are way too mangled and cut up. Suppose it's because I don't cut my toenails and I cut myself. (laughs) Not you, David. The one who parades around like a woman. Don't mess around with Garvin and the title. I bet if he went to the WWF, he would end up as a ring announcer and he can barely talk. Uh, oh, 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 no, no problem there, Hot Rod. Uh, that that idiot in the dress, Ronnie Garvin, he, he'll never be champion. Uh, now, anyway, well, what do you think of the offer I gave you? Well, I'm flattered, but unfortunately, I'm still under contract to Vince. What? Oh, you got to be kidding me. I, 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 I'm sorry. I had no idea. Well, well thankfully, you're you're cool with all of this. I mean, I, I'm sure you won't mention this a little bit of, uh, you know, contract tampering, would you? No, no, don't worry about that, Junior. But don't make him your champ. Um, um, excuse me. Um, uh, I, I just have a phone call to make. Oh, well, would you like to use the phone in my car, Bill? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Thank you so much for offering. Uh, of course. Uh, 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 how, how can I have been so stupid? I don't know, Jim Crockett Junior. But we dodged a bullet there. The WWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWWW
Rocket was falling apart with lawsuits after lawsuits, drop sponsors, and even the occasional STD. But Vince wasn't satisfied, and he was going to rally the troops, no matter what, yeah, to go out and finish the Crockett's for good. We've been three steps ahead of him this whole time. You guys are crushing it. And soon, very soon, Jim Crockett will be dead. And buried. I have an ex-girlfriend whose last name was Crockett. She's a real whore. And writing this thing made me write her name 50,000 fucking times. It's long to write. And she lied about being related to Davy Crockett. And I became someone I didn't like when I was with her. I'll be honest, I'm losing it. Hi, Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon, we're back. Ah, wonderful. Is uh, Andre with you? Oh, of course he is. That big, gentle giant. Bring him out here, Timmy. I do not need to have Python's drink. I am the one and only giant. I have come back to be harder, better, faster, stronger. We are no, we're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I, do I. A full commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Got to make you understand. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. Never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. That song was wonderful. It sounds like a hit that will live on forever. Well, tell him to sing something else. I've been meaning to tell you. I've got this feeling that won't subside. I look at you and I fantasize. Your mind tonight. Now I've got you in my sights with these hungry eyes. One look at you and I can't disguise I've got hungry eyes. I feel the magic between you and I. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead, isn't he? This idiot Zahorian reanimated him. And now you gotta move around like a goddamn Muppet? Uh, yes, sir. That's right, Vince. I always said we were the Muppets of the sports entertainment world, but this is a little too far. So now Andre the Giant, my greatest draw ever, is dead. What do you suggest we do? Hey, Vince, maybe I can help out. There's always a little time for a little Joel on Noel, especially when your giant has died and been reanimated, only to be dragged around like some sick, gigantism-ridden Pinocchio. It sucks, man. It sucks the high, hard one. Right, let's try this on, on size. <clears throat> What's the matter with this Andre the Giant? Can't you tell that his heart's too small? 
Maybe you should give him vacation. Maybe left him the hell alone. Now he's dead and you shit out of luck. You try to tell the sponsors, but they don't give a fuck. Everybody's talking about the big dead giant, but you had to have Mania 3. Oof, I gotta record that. Won't be a dry seat in the house. That's very nice, Billy. It's very nice. But it doesn't change the fact that Andre the Giant is dead. Brother, did I body slam him to death? That's perfect. Oh, God. What does it matter, Hulk? Well, brother, I mean, you're not going to keep me around much longer, and I'm going to make more money than you, brother, so I'm writing a book. You can write? That's good, because you sure as shit can't wrestle worth a damn, just like that flaccid penis fuckface Ric Flair with his pedantic moveset. Figure four, more like four on ten. <laughs> Look, the point is our ace in the hole is out, so I'm going to need some of you to shut up, just go straight up, sabotage the NWA studio. Hey, Sarge, what do you think? Listen up, you puke. It's 1987. I've got bigger fish to fry. You want me to go and take care of Jim Crockett Jr.? Well, if I do that, who's going to take care of Serpenter? Cobra has really got us on the run, but I've been making good of my promise to rid the world of those snakes. I've smashed Rattlers, Hiss Tanks, Night Ravens, and Trouble Bubbles. You ever try to double up with a bubble on a Trouble Bubble? It's no joke. Listen, Vince. Chicks with bricks come. Chicks with blocks come. Chicks with bricks and blocks and clocks come. Look, sir. Look, sir. Mr. Knox, sir. Let's do some tricks with bricks and blocks, sir. Let's do tricks with chicks and clocks, sir. First, I'll make quick trick brick stack. Then I'll make a quick trick block stack. You can make a quick trick chick stack. You can make a quick trick clock stack. I love it, Sarge. I'm in. But once we get the quick trick block stack, will they crumble? Or will it need to be the quick trick chick stack? Oh, no, Bruce. Don't you go getting sucked into Sarge's madness. That is what I call a, les a Lisbon tea. We would use those on rare occasions. Listen, gentlemen, our sergeant is asking us to prepare for war at the behest of our commander-in-chief, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I think it would be prudent for us to enlist the aid of some of Gorilla Monsoon's quote-unquote cousins, if you know what I mean. Oh, God, not you too, Lord Al. This is all madness. Now listen. Hey, what have you been up to, Hitman? Yeah, you're telling people I'm carrying Hulk Hogan's bag, huh? Telling my wife you're the cream of the crop, huh? You are a locker room cancer, yeah. A big-time cancer. Listen! I need some of you to go over there and fuck up the studio. Throw Andre's dead giant carcass in the room and kill them all. Well, that'll get it done, brother. The carcass weighs 8,000 pounds now. Who's in? Me. Uh, the snake is in. Uh, just don't tell my daughter where I'm going to be. Vinny. Oh, Vinny. Vinny Mac. The Birdman's got your back, brother. All right.
Coco, beware getting down. And it's Mr. McMahon. Go get him. Last night I had the strangest dream. I sailed away to China in a little rowboat to find you. And you said you had to get your laundry cleaned. See, you want no one to hold you. What does that mean? And you said, ain't nothing going to break my stride. No one's going to slow me down. Oh, no. I got to keep on moving. Ain't nothing going to break my stride. I'm running and I won't touch ground. Oh, no. I've got to keep on moving. You hear that, Jesus? Fuck off. I ain't stopping for nobody. I'm telling you, the lyric is slide. I'm not gonna break my slide. And I'm tired of you disagreeing with me. You got things about my driving, you got things about me, about everything. No, no, I, I saw him. I saw him, alright? I'm, I'm a good distance. I'm tired of your backseat driving, yeah. But we're back with Jim Crockett, and this is Last Stand, yeah. Trying to get Sting and Lex Luger to go and do something about what's happening. But little did this Jim Crockett know that it wasn't going to be Vince, yeah, but a jobber with a bird who would try to set things right, yeah. feel that it feels like they're gonna break the doors down it's showtime let's get ready flexi lexi stinger i know i just met you but i feel there are bonds that can't be broken like when two guys lose their lives to protect a boss they barely know hey you know what else brings guys together when one of them has to go and check if the lights are on in his buccal saber and he needs his buddy to help him get there Listen up! I feel this is the start of a beautiful friendship, Stinger. Later, fat boy. Whoa, wait, where are you guys going? I'll stay and protect you, Jimmy. They won't get through me. <laughs> you, oh, David, you are just so useless. I mean, I, I love you. You're my brother, but you are useless. Uh, maybe it's your fragile bones or, or that fragile X syndrome you have. I don't know. Nobody really knows, but you need to get out of here. <laughs> Thank you. I love you too, brother. Just take care of little Jim Jr. Jr. for me, please. Uh, he needs to know I love him, and I did this all for him. You know I will, brother. I guess it's just you and me now, old friend. Oh, God damn it! You are the absolute last person I'd want to die next to. If I just imagine there is an afterlife, having to have to live with you chirping for the next eternity, I'd want to put a bullet in my head. Actually, the concept of an afterlife is... No! No! That is enough! Just leave me in peace, please. Knock, knock! I hope you feel good! Coco, beware. Birdman, have you come to kill me? Of course not. 
My fine feathered friend Frankie and I just wanted to make sure that you got out of here okay. We know you're a friend to all the birds everywhere. Yeah, I am a friend of birds. In fact, I love all animals. In fact, I adopt a new kitten every year. See, that's why we want to help you out, brother. I got me this big bulletproof burlap sack made out of Kevlar, some type of scientific space enzymes. Just get inside and I'll sneak you right on out. Oh, uh, that is so well and good and nice of you, Coco. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You know, we've got to look out for one another, brother. That's the only way we're going to make it in this world. Now get in the sack. Uh, okay. That's, that's perfect. You're doing great, brother. Now, Frankie, you will respect me. What is Coco Beware doing? Wait. He's raising the burlap sack above his head. He's not going to use that coffee table, is he? Oh my god, he has dropped the burlap sack containing Jim Crockett Jr. through the glass coffee table. I know Jim is not mic'd up, but you can surely hear his cries of pain from within the sack. He's lifting him up again. No, I will not shut up, Jim. What's this? Souplay! Souplay right through the table. And Not Coco is repeatedly thrashing him about the room, through the sofa, on the wall, across the counter, you name it, and Jim Crockett's body has been put through it. This sounds like a fight. This sounds like an argument. This sounds just like a pile driver. And Jimmy Crockett is not getting up. Jeepers, creepers, you're never gonna get my peepers, you feathered up bitch. Hope you like that, brother. I hope it felt like, like a, like a pile driver. Yeah, a pile driver. All right. And what's this now? The honky-tonk man of the World Wrestling Federation. What's he doing here? Damn it, honky, he's already dead. He raises the guitar and slams it down, shattering into a million pieces. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you very much. Gordon, what happened? Justice, David. Justice happened. <laughs> Jimmy, talk to me, brother. Are you okay? Uh, how, how can I be okay? I just said, Gordon fucking soul and narrate my beating and possible <laughs> death. How can things get any worse? <laughs> I made Miss Atlanta Lively the world champion. <laughs> no! Hey, good news, everybody. We don't have to use a dead Andre anymore. Jim Crockett was beat within a inch of his life. And they left him laying there like a douchebag. Uh, and they made a guy in drag the world champion. Uh, imagine a guy in drag uh, in wrestling. Uh, uh, Parlez-vous these nuts? Uh, Qu'est-ce que c'est? 
Um, 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 uh, I, I should also mention that I will be covering this in the pages of The Wrestler, but there will be a, But there was a broken guitar found at the scene of the crime. Honky, I can't thank you enough, my friend. You know what? For all your help, I'm going to give you another year with the Intercontinental title. What? But, but I did all that, brother. I gave him all those plays through the table. It was the Birdman. Hey, I know you did, Coco, my little beard. And you all know Mikey was a Memphis jobber. But more importantly, Frankie knows what you did. And you finally earned his respect. You, you know what? You're damn right, Jake. You're damn right. Thank you, old timer. Thank you for all your help, brother. Hey, j- just between us best friends, why you shit out your eyes, man? Well, because I cry out of my anus, of course. Then where do you poop from? Birdman, my friend. Grizzly, he made him made my guts a scrambled mess when I was a kid, and uh, my wiring's all messed up down there. And good news for us. Hulk Hogan has agreed to do the program with me and Liz. We're gonna get big, yeah. I just wish I hadn't agreed to the bikini thing. What bikini thing? What Hulk Hogan suggested. I'll kill that motherfucker. You know, Brett, by the way, you're a hell of a hand in the ring, but you're also a hell of a cancer in the locker room. So, to straighten that out, I want to introduce you to some new talent that I hope, due to their outstanding moral character and reputation, will make a great locker room leader. Hi, Brett. I'm Shawn Michaels. Don't mess with the best, Brett. You screwed yourself. Oh, no. What am I going to do about this? Bridges for Bitches isn't quite ready yet. Don't worry, Hitman. You got this. Unlike Ric Flair's in-ring psychology, you are always on point. And the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Tell him, Randy the Macho Man. That's how it happened, yeah. Crazy times, but after that, wrestling went crazy, huh? That young upstart Shawn Michaels, love that kid, went on to become one of the greatest workers in the history of the business, yeah. Certainly better than that bitter Bret Hart. In fact, he should be called BBH, Bitter Bret Hart, yeah. Rowdy Roddy Piper went on to make movies like They Live, and then the tag team TV show with Jesse the Body Ventura. I liked that one, but it lasted one episode, so that's how it goes. Billy Joel went back to singing his crooning his, his little heart out, and Lord Alfred Hayes got AIDS. Made us all sad. Sergeant Slaughter, crazy thing, he went from beating up cobras to teaming with Saddam Hussein. And I don't get dressed up in the red, white, and blue for nobody, but Sergeant Slaughter made me angry. Yes, he did. Yes, he did make me angry. Because on the night that I had to retire, Sergeant Slaughter was trying to burn an American flag. And I don't like that. You don't burn the American flag. You know how that is, right? Stephanie McMahon became a whore to a fellow named Triple H. And Triple H 
Maybe he's bald, but I want you to know she was mine, yeah, before she was yours. Damaged goods, huh? Damaged goods, Triple H. How does it feel to be on the other end of that, huh? Jesus let us all down again. Jim Jr. Jr. died of tuberculosis shortly after 1988. We knew it was tuberculosis. We had the cure, but everybody hated Jim Jr. Jr. So fuck that guy. Santa Claus did what he always did. Makes people happy, goes door to door, sometimes fights you. That's just how it goes. Bruce Hart remained a miserable piece of shit. And Stu Hart, sadly, was also miserable. Yeah. He was trying to have a nice, good interview about his son, Brett. Yeah, but then that no-good Sean Mooney wouldn't even let him talk. So what do you do about that, huh? Vince McMahon Sr. stayed dead. Dick Ebersole got very emaciated. Yeah, we don't know why. We don't know where he went. Probably with dealing with Lorne Michaels all those years. Yeah. Bret Hart? Well, we know how that went. I wanted to fight him at WrestleMania 9, but he didn't want to fight me. You know, Bret Hart, Bret Hart's a nice guy and all, but this, this you gotta let it go. You gotta let it go, you understand? You got it, Babs, you gotta let it go. Jimmy Hart, man, he went on forever. Forever. Just a nice guy, class act. Miss Elizabeth, well, we know how that went, huh? Man, if she were still alive today, man, I wouldn't be as happy. Not that I'm happy she's dead, but I finally met the love of my life and went back with you, Babs. So that's, it's a good thing she died. Howard Finkel's still bald. I don't know why they made him retire and replaced him with a bunch of chicks. No thanks! No thank you, honky-tonk man. You know, I was very pleased when honky-tonk man almost died. But then he didn't die, so I got unhappy. Hawking Animal, they became the greatest tag team of all time. The Stinger got depressed. Kevin Sullivan murdered woman. Ricky Morton was a sad case. Yeah, but Lex Luger, huh? the biggest choker of them all. Uh -huh. Lex Luger, let me play with Lex Luger, right? Lex Luger's full of steroids. Yeah, I'm not going to say the Elizabeth had steroids. But when you put a steroid dick inside of somebody, there are repercussions. I think we all know that, right, Barbara? Tully Blanchard loved his tag team stuff. He kept on doing it forever. Bobby Eaton lost his last name. He became an Earl. Can you believe that? I would have never guessed that guy was royalty, but he was, but he was, but he was. Jim Cornette, huh? Just a crazy man, just a crazy man. Dr. George Zavorian, very, very, very honest guy. You know, just the kind of guy you want to hang out with, you want to go see him. For some reason, he got in trouble in the 90s. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Andre the Giant stayed dead. Gary Michael Capetta and all of his ways were put out to pasture when WCW died. Huh? Ronnie Garvin, true to his word, became an announcer in the WWWW. Yeah, F, all right? He was an announcer for Greg the Hammer Valley. And let me tell you, when he got in the tuxedo, he looked like a gorilla was walking around. Nikita Koloff went back to Minnesota. Brutus Beefcake, yeah, became a barber. Believe that, barber. Jimmy Valiant, well, fuck him. Ric Flair goes down. The Nature Boy, yeah, as one of the greatest of all time. I even won a title for me at one point because I was even better than Ric Flair. Davy Boy Smith, the bizarre one himself, so crazy, died. 
the two callers for the call-in show. Would you believe it? Those two dudes got together and started fucking. And I don't mean fucking like in love. I mean fucking like they just wanted to ram each other in the ass as hard as they could. It's like they were trying to hurt one another. But maybe when you meet over a talk show, that's what happens. Maybe that's what happens. I don't know about talk shows. I don't know about ass fucking. I don't know anything about that. Barry Windham continued to have a wonderful career with WCW. They did not care that he was a racist. Coco beware. Wow. After he beat the crap out of Jim Crockett Jr., Frankie absolutely respected the man. And he kept him in place. And even when Frankie had to watch him have sex, he didn't say a goddamn word. And that's what you want out of him, but you don't want him to say anything when you're fucking your girlfriend. No, not at all. King Kong Bundy was pretty much gone until he hooked up with Ted DiBiase later. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, that dirty son of a bitch. I wanted to do a fight with you for the children's hospital. All the money going to the children's hospital, yeah? But you're not a man, Hogan, huh? You're not a man, all right? You know, you go straight to video, the box office can't stand. Well, I got myself a feature role in Spider-Man, yeah. Hulk Hogan's a piece of shit. The waiter lost his job. That's just what happened, because Vince McMahon got him fired. I'm not going to lie. That's what happened. Jerry Briscoe sucked up to Vince McMahon even more. Pat Patterson sucked him even more, too. Bill Apter invented the PWI 500 and never put the Macho Man number one. You really not Macho Man number one. How do you not put the Macho Man Randy Savage number one? Dusty Rhodes, Rocky Road, had two sons. He had a bunch of sons, but that's just the dust went. He was fucking nonstop. David Crockett's self-esteem never recovered. He was on TV a bunch, but he was still hated. Vince McMahon built an empire. A giant empire that will never be topped. And he built it so well that even the people that watch his empire get so invested that they think any other wrestling promotion is the enemy. Imagine this fucking bully convincing everyone that he's the good guy. Well, that's what happens, right? But he's not the good guy. We know he's not the good guy. He bought everybody out. He put everyone in the ground. And then when somebody has the audacity to open another wrestling company, he's like, oh my God, they're all coming after us. It's the worst thing ever. Stand up with WWE. Crazy. And Jim Crockett Jr., baby. Jim Crockett Jr. My God. Well, sold it to uh, Ted Turner. Yeah. Uh, WCW became a thing. I worked there myself for a while. Jim Crockett Jr. put a shotgun in his mouth but couldn't find the courage to pull the trigger. No, yeah. Nah, he couldn't pull that trigger, but that's okay. Because a life lived in depression is way worse than killing yourself. And that's exactly what Jim Crockett Jr. got. And, and, and I'm tip. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't control the car! Yeah! Randy, wake up, hon. It's me, Barbara. The accident wasn't so bad, baby. Wake up. Wake up. I was looking forward to spending my summer with you.
Hey, Jerry, uh, wake up over there. Jordan, you with us? Uh, fucking uh, Briscoe. Uh, yeah, he had uh, too much to, br to drink. Uh, Hulk doesn't want to work with him. He thinks that Savage and a uh, steamboat showed him up. Hey, uh, I got stuck on mute there, Mr. McMahon. Yeah, I don't know. I keep dropping. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. All right, just pick it up. With that, I personally like to invade cocksuckers. Personally, I like it. I like it to invade cocksuckers. Travis, he's done me. Giddy up. <laughs> hey, John, you're not up on the scene yet, but you're up in a second. Travis, you there? Sorry, guys. So I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't mute myself, but I got muted. Uh, good. All right. Aaron. Well. John. Roger, it's your line. That is a game I know too well, brother. <laughs> John. Come back to the ring and the World War Wrestling Federation, and all I can see in front of me is Hulk Hogan and everybody else that challenged the Bobby Heenan family. It's going to be end for you, Hulk Hogan. Yes, <laughs> I will take care of you in the professional wrestling. Yes. Now I've got you in my sights with those hungry eyes. Did I take you by a surprise? I've got hungry eyes. I got hungry eyes. There's a lot of repeating in this now. Oh, I got you in my sights. In the sights of the World Wrestling Fellowship Championship Hogan. Jimmy! Jack! Funk. Well, Vince, tonight you'll be visited by three ghosts of the wrestling age. You'll find out when that happens. You'll find out what happens. Should we start over? I fucked up. Sorry. John. 
guess it's just you and me now, old friend. Oh, God damn it! You are the absolute last person I'd want to die next to. If I just imagine there is an afterlife, having to have to live with you chirping for the next eternity, I'd want to put a bullet in my head. Actually, the concept of an afterlife is... No! No! That is enough. Just leave me in peace, please. Knock, knock! I hope you feel good. <laughs>